I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Dan Mori, has your heart rate gone down yet? Oh, why? I mean, why? Oh, You yeah. trolled Mori so hard today. <laughs> so in the building where the radio station is, our station's on the second floor of this building. And when we all get in here every day, yeah. park in the, the parking garage. Which is way far down. Uh-huh. It's like, not like it goes ground and then parking garage. Like The parking no. garage is like subterranean so to get to the radio station you have to you parking garage you walk through a long tunnel and you got to take this well don't give too much detail of people how i get here okay, elevator now. up to the radio station why don't you just map it out and put it on social and the pat don't worry i'm not gonna put a google maps Jesus. image on there okay. um, and then you take the elevator up so for the past couple of days the elevator from the from the parking garage, or after you get out of the tunnel, yeah. up here has been out of service, so you gotta use the stairs. Yeah, it's like four flights. Um, so today, when Roz got here, he texted Tamit Mori, producer on the Roz and Mocha show, and said, Hey, the, st- the elevator's not working. I don't want to take the stairs. Can you come get me? Because Tamit Mori has access to a very special elevator. The freight elevator. That uh, we don't have access to. Right. That brings you from the parking garage up here. I was like, listen, it's Friday. I'm not taking the stairs. <laughs> it's exactly what I wrote him. Wow. Right? How precious. Yeah. I was like, it's Friday. I'm not taking the stairs. Just come get me in the freight elevator. Four flights, by the way. Yeah. And then, so as I was down there, just standing there waiting, somebody else came in who uh, had access to the freight elevator. Oh, hold on. You were serious? What do you mean? I thought you trolled him. No. For what I'm about to play here. No, no. You were so legit. I st- this I st- changes everything I now. was standing down there pissed because it was taking more a real long time. And then somebody came in who had access to the freight elevator and uh, and they were you like. You couldn't take the stairs? And they were, no, I don't want to take the stairs. I told you, it's Friday. I'm not taking the stairs on a Friday. It's too far. I thought lazy. Right? I thought Maury was no, lazy. No, no. Yeah. Sorry. Do what? I need to add this to my Google Docs and every Friday come get you? Oh, stop it. Um, wow, so, you're next level lazy. So somebody else uh, <laughs> came in and they had access and they were like, oh, hell, I'll just take you up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And the whole ride up, I'm pissed at Moore because Maury didn't come get me. Okay. Right? In Maury's defense. In Maury's in, defense. Yes, I know. Coming from me. That's yes. a first. In Maury's defense. Yes. He was up here working on something. Sure. For the show. Right. And didn't want to abandon it, what he was doing 
to come get you because then he would have had to start over again when he came back upstairs. The amount of times I've seen Maury abandon what he's doing to go and get a Kit Kat. Absolutely. Okay? I'm just saying. You cannot say Maury was up here and didn't want to abandon. Maury abandons things all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Sitting right 100%. Here. Yeah. 100%. So, so don't give me the he didn't want to abandon yeah, something. Yeah, you know what, Maury? You're right. He's okay. right. You suck. Wait, yeah. For the first time ever, someone was in my defense. No, 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 no. Thank you for bringing that up, It doesn't matter what you, if I ask you to do something, you have to drop everything and just do it, okay? Especially when I'm stranded. Especially when I'm stranded. The stairs are right there, bro. Four floors. I'm not doing that on Friday. It takes, it doesn't take that long. I did it every single day. I don't care how long it takes. It's not about how long it takes. I just don't want to have to do it. I get pissy, okay? When I come in, okay, Listen to this. Hold on. Also, wait. Can I just say? No, no, you can't. No, you You can't. can't. You can't. You can't. Go get a Kit Kat. Okay. So I go ahead. Go ahead. I get pissy when I come in and all the elevators are out of service, where they start doing maintenance during the time that I have to show up for work overnight. Okay. Uh Pisses me off. Okay. Okay. I really don't appreciate it. Um. So. Out of spite, I don't take the stairs because they just sit there and they shut all the elevators down in the whole building. And then they say, everybody can just take the stairs. And I'm like, sort of screw you, man. Like, what if I had an ingrown toenail right now? You don't know, right? It's painful. It hurts. But you you don't. It doesn't matter. You could also, by the way, take the ramp and walk around the building. Just stop with you, for God's sake. So anyway, so somebody else down there lets me up, right? And then I'm pissed at Maury the whole way up, both floors. That whole way in the elevator. Wow. <laughs> 40 seconds or whatever how yeah. long it took. It's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. And then so I get off the elevator and I'm walking towards the studio. Mm-hmm. And then I hear a rustling because Maury's incapable of just walking a straight line and opening a door. <laughs> right? It sounds like somebody's going through your garbage cans. <laughs> right? Whenever Maury's yeah, going like anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then so I hid behind the wall knowing Maury was coming. So Maury's plan was what? To come downstairs but record me talking to you about how lazy that was of you to not want to take the stairs. So your plan was to come down and accuse me of being lazy and record me on your Mm -hmm. phone so you guys could play it on the show and have a great laugh, right? Which facts. Facts, okay, (laughs) right? Um, But I hid behind a wall. So when Maury was preparing how he was going to embarrass me, I scared the hell out of him. What are you doing? What was that for? Oh, Dingleberry. Play that one more time for me. Dingleberry. Dingleberry. What are you doing? What was that for? Dingleberry. You ever heard somebody say doing like that before where they hit the, the ING as hard as Maury did? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So the question was, has COVID killed your sex life? Mm-mm. And <laughs> um, and a lot of people thought that we were going to come out of this when life sort of quote unquote got back to normal and there was going to be this huge baby boom. And one, that's not the case. But um, listen to, to these numbers. So every decade in the UK since 1990, um, they've carried out a very detailed national survey of sexual attributes and lifestyle. And what they found was that during COVID, 
People who were in cohabitating relationships, 78% of people saw a change in their sex life, usually for the worse. And they say one in 10 reported um, difficulties that started or worsened during lockdowns. And there's a bunch of reasons for this cleanliness and people you just are, became germphobic. A lot of people, you couldn't connect with people the way that you did. A lot of people who were in relationships weren't actually living together. So there's a lot. But one of the big ones is that 90, is that uh, 48% of people in the, in the survey said that they put on weight during the lockdown mm-hmm. and that um, 29% of people said that they, they drank more. So we felt less Gosh. desirable about ourselves yeah. is, is, what it, is what it was. But people at the beginning of this, everybody thought that that's all we were going to do was just yeah. sit around at home and sure, you know, climb it's all. A, it's gonna be a party. It's, yeah, but it just but it wasn't. It I turned mean, out not to be the case. People were breaking up. People were getting divorces. Yeah. A yeah. uh, couple of texts that we're getting here: uh, wearing sweatpants and comfy clothes all day, not feeling sexy in yeah. sweats, hmm. or I'm too comfy to undress. LOL. Right. Um, had to spend three months at home away from my boyfriend with my parents. That ain't sexy. Uh, I have friends who are at home 24-7 with their husbands as they both work from home. And they've said that their sex life has been down because they're around each other too much. Yeah. You at home, Maureen? Oh, we, oh this yeah. is me right here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sweatpants, but pajamas under my sweatpants. You were double down there. Yeah. So I have pajamas all day. So I have my pajamas on, but I put sweatpants over top to take the dog out and I just don't take the sweatpants off. Oh, it's like you're off. going skiing. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it gets really sweaty. Well, but you don't fall asleep like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in two pairs of pants every yeah. night, huh? Under just, a blanket? It just becomes completely Like lazy. a blanket that or a duvet? Just, wow. Everything. It's like you're trying to cut weight for a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's the question. Uh, did COVID kill your sex life? Um, here, let me read this text before we get... Dakota is on hold, by the way. Uh, we'll get to her in one second. Let me read this final text. I definitely thought pandemic babies were going to be a thing. I had been seeing someone for about six months in March of 2020, and when the pandemic started, he started getting comfortable camping out at my place. After about the first two weeks, I asked him when he planned to go home, and he was like, I figured we'd just ride this out together. Oh. And I was like, nah, G, you got to go home. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd rather be single for however long this lasts than to be in a pandemic relationship. I love sex, but the idea of being with someone out of convenience and wasting my time was absolutely not happening. The other baby boom stuff, you could still go outside and stuff. You could get away from the people. I know. I know. We all thought it was going to be different, though. Uh, Dakota is on line one. Go for it. Well, I replied to your message about COVID killing my sex life. So what happened? But it really, it really just made me hate my boyfriend. Oh, oh why? Wow. COVID made you hate your boyfriend? Yeah. Spending so much time with him, I was like, this person is not for me. When, how, wow. how long into lockdown did you have that realization? A year. A year. It was this March. Oh, wow. Really? And we were, we were together for three years. Huh. Wow. But and not living together or you were living together? No, we, were, we lived together for... The first half of COVID. Yeah. And then we still lived together and I broke up with him. And then what? Like, you guys were arguing all the time? Like, what led to the breakup? He just, I really started to realize that I just didn't like him as a person. Oh, damn. Wow. Give us an example. Like, what happened? What was the moment where you were like, no, this is not, this is not my person? This is going to sound so bad, but I had a tumor and I had it removed in February and he just, chose to go party over taking care of me. Oh, no. So I was like, I don't want to be with 
like, I'm not dealing with this for the rest of my life. It's always the boyfriends that don't care about your tumor, huh? Yeah, I know. You hear these stories all the time. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this is one of one for me. <laughs> so how are you now? Are you, are you, are you hooked up now oh. or no? No? Nah, listen, uh, we'll be back no, to normal soon. I'm just doing me. Good for you. Good for you, girl. Thanks, Thank you, Dakota. Dakota. Have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the question was, um, did COVID kill your sex life? Because early on in the pandemic, people were talking about a baby boom happening when all this was said and done. And there was a great article in Scientific American where they actually called it a baby bust um, because the those results did not happen at all. And a study out of the UK um, was saying that uh, people in cohabitating relationships 78% saw a change in their sex life, usually for the worse, they said. Hmm. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that 48% of people um, gained weight and we just sort of, I guess, felt bad about our bodies and we didn't have the self-confidence that we once had. And uh, But it had the exact opposite uh, results that a lot of people had predicted. Let me read some of these texts for you. I work at a hospital and there's been a massive baby boom. Reads one text, but not according to. I mean, maybe in your one hospital, but not, yeah. uh, not the, not, uh, not according to their. Uh, another text. I'm shocked. Almost everyone I know is having a baby. Yeah, I would probably be pregnant again, even though I had a pandemic baby in May of 2020. But my husband had a vasectomy, and that's probably for the best. Uh, we have three kids at home, and my husband worked eight hours a day, opposed to ten to twelve, which he normally does. We drank a lot in the beginning, but our sex life also increased drastically. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. We went a couple of months during the year with sex every single day. Wow. All right, we got Amanda on the line. Go ahead. Um, well, I just I just got a call from you guys, and I texted said that I had more sex during the pandemic. Oh, so COVID did not kill your sex life. It did not. Oh. Because I had so much time off, um, I was able to, like, party at night and just, you know, Hook up. Nobody wants to hear from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get through? You know what I mean? We got we got a thousand people texting us being like, oh my God, you're so right. And then you show up. So wait a second. Great. So are you are you in a but so are you in a relationship, like a cohabitating relationship? Well, I was in one and then um it kind of just didn't work out because so COVID happened and I wanted to party and just have sex all the time. Okay. So hold on a second. So <laughs> while everybody else was doing their part, quote unquote, right. in lockdown, you were going out and doing what you weren't supposed to be doing. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I did not get COVID. It was great. It was a great time. Wow. Are you, is, are, it, is it still like, are you still like, you know, in active duty now? Well, it's harder because now I'm back to work. So it's right. like, if I go late, like there was, Sometimes I go out late and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to work. So right. I really have to. <laughs> Look at you. I really have to keep it to the weekend only. Uh, well, show off. Well, <laughs> well, thank you for your service. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Amanda. Thanks, take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I have long had arguments with people. Shem and I just argued about this the other day, which was that. Geely was not as terrible as people think it is and that the reason Geely was such a flop was because people were just sick of Benefer and it was personal based on people's hatred for them and not the movie was it a good movie no it was not a good movie Geely was not a good movie 
But is it the worst movie of all time? Hell no, not even close. Um, but it got that label because people were just sick of them. And the film was unfairly judged because people had such incredible rage towards... But why did people hate J-Lo and Ben I, Affleck I don't back know. then? I don't know. And they're like just, so celebrated now. I think it's just overexposure, yeah. right? They well, were everywhere. Exactly. Oh they were just sick of seeing it, right? Absolutely. Right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that the, the thing now is, one, why they're so celebrated now is nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? And the whole, you know, true love wins and you go on your journey and you find your person and, and everything else. But they were really sort of stuffing it down. Like their whole identities, everything, it became about their love life. It became about promotion. It became about her music videos. It became about films. Everything was just Benefer and mm. people got sick of it. And I think now when you look back at celebrity couples, they almost seem kind of sweet, at least at least compared to now where top couples are so toxic and they're public with right. their mess and benefit were just kind of sweet so here let me play this clip of kevin smith so kevin smith didn't direct Gili, but kevin smith directed jersey girl which oh, jersey girl which which they which was also um ben affleck and jennifer lopez and they shot jersey girl as Gili was in post-production and listen to the story that Kevin Smith tells because I am like, I've, I've never felt more seen about anything. Wow. You know, when we got Jennifer in the movie, it was huge for us. It was coming off of Ben and Jen had shot Gili, but it hadn't come out yet. So while we were making the movie, it was, you know, everyone was happy that we had Jennifer. Um, when the movie, by the time we were starting to come out, Gili had come out and had kind of uh, gone right in the toilet. <laughs> So Harvey wanted to chop as much of Jennifer out of the movie as possible. So oh, no. in the first cut of the movie, she dies at like the half hour marks. In the theatrical cut, Spoiler, uh, after the Harvey demands, she passes away within 15 minutes of the opening of the flick. So Spoiler. he was like, get her out quicker. I remember I felt so clever because uh, I was like, we'll do the test screening in New Jersey. They're like, where do you want to do it? And we was like, let's do it in Jersey. Because I figured, oh, we're going to go through. Our scores will be through the roof. Jersey girl in Jersey. But the first test screening we had was shortly after, I guess, the Jenny from the Block video came out. So people were starting to get, I guess, tired of seeing them together. So when we did our Q&A after the screening, everyone started attacking them as a couple, not the movie, but them as a couple. And like, I'm sick of seeing them in real life, so I don't want to see them in this movie. Oh, right? wow. Yeah, yeah. And God, how crazy is that? They were so loathed as a couple. Could you imagine having Jennifer Lopez in your movie and then the producer is like, kill her sooner? Yeah. Right, like that's how much people hated Benifer. They were like, "Listen, if and the she- first the first edit was she died like thirty minutes in, yeah, or halfway through, and they're long. like, and they were like, no, 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 too long.' I said sooner, sooner, kill her within fifteen minutes. Can you imagine that? You got Jennifer Lopez in your movie, and she's just so loathed with Ben Affleck at the time. I know now we all love Benifer; it's great. Yeah. But kill her sooner was the directive. Crazy, right? Also, I haven't seen that movie, so spoiler alert. You've never seen... Oh, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) It's not that great. No no need to. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jeff, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thanks. What's going on? Uh, uh, It's, well, it's my my dirty 30 tomorrow, so I just wanted to call in, just give a shout out. Guys don't say that. Bro, guys don't don't call it your dirty 30. Uh, 
you know what? I'm I'm a nurse. I'm surrounded by females all day. They've been telling me dirty thirty all week. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, it. Yeah, man. Like if a guy, like when a guy says it's my dirty thirty, it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, good is gonna come man. from that celebration. Oh no, man. Nobody wants to go to that party. So what of the uh, what of all the ladies uh, said that they want to do like to celebrate your dirty thirty? Well, I'm supposed to be working this weekend. Oh, okay. I. So they traded shifts with me, so I'm off tomorrow. Thank God. Oh, that's, that's great. nice. So what's your plan? Uh, drinking heavily. Yeah, heavily, huh? Hmm. Interesting. What's your drink of oh, choice? I got, uh, I, I got socialites, you know, little, uh, little vodka sodas. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so you do the stuff in the can. You don't, okay, so you don't make like straight up vodka sodas. You do the stuff in the can. Uh, yeah. That seems like so much work. Yeah. You're really having a woman's 30th birthday party. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You're, you're, you're calling it yeah. the Dirty 30, and you're drinking um, pre-mixed uh, vodka soda out of a can. Like, Oh, hell yeah, brother. Yeah, you're living your co-worker's dreams right now. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who do, you, who do you celebrate with? You married? You got somebody? Uh, my girlfriend, Cassie. Uh, she's a paramedic, and she got the weekend off with me, so oh, we're going right. to be celebrating together. Hey, what's, yeah. it, what's it like being with a paramedic? It's got to be a rough rough life, huh? Uh, dude, she works two jobs, um, and I never see her, so no. I'm just excited to have the weekend with her. I bet you don't talk much, huh? Just like about what she does and stuff like that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. She does vent a lot about the crazy people out there, but, like, you know, so does everyone. Yeah, so, yeah. Just a little bit different topic. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, so you guys are both going to drink heavily? Uh, she might not. I don't know. Someone's got to take care of me. Oh, that's weird, man. man. You like you're not, <laughs> you're a th- you're a thirty year old woman in college. Like, Thank so, you. so you're going to be I drinking. Mean, actually, so much. Okay, to you're going to be drinking heavily alone. Right? <laughs> alone. And have, and have no. yeah, and have somebody take care of you. So you're going to hold your hair while you puke in the bathroom? I, I, I guess when you I guess when you're planning on going hard, you really have the best life. Like if you're if you're going hard, like if I lived with a paramedic, I would fear very yeah. little in life. Oh yeah. Someone's always here to I save do. you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should try heroin. You said you want a dirty 30. Yeah, man. I'm sure she's got Narcan in that bag somewhere, right? <laughs> I mean, we do, but. <laughs> Yo, Jeff, happy birthday, dog. Thank you so much for uh, for, for listening to the Raz and Mocha show. Uh, before we let you go, between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, uh, it's definitely got to be Mocha. Wow. Okay, man. Really fair. Yeah, cool. Uh, enjoy. Uh, en- <laughs> <laughs> enjoy having your pump, your stomach pumped. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeff. Later, brother. Thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, you see this Chet Hanks video? No. Uh, Chet Hanks, you son live in a of a different world than I do, where the Chet Hanks stuff pops up, man. Son of Tom Hanks. I didn't even know Chet, Chet Hanks was an actual human until you told me he was. Uh, back in March of 2020 at the Golden Globes, Chet Hanks popped up because his dad was getting this uh, big award. He's being celebrated at the Golden Globes. So, of course, the family's all there. And Chet Hanks pops up on the red carpet and starts speaking with a Jamaican accent, and nobody knew why. Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you know what I'm and everyone was like well where did that accent come from yeah. and the internet went wild half yeah. like became a thing it really did become a thing and yeah. he carried it for quite a while including that time he was shouting out adele 
bigging her up and like also kind of hitting on her at the same time. Adele, Adele, Adele. You know, I sent me a prayer from long time, but after me see a picture I decked, mm, it sweet me. When I tell no lie, my girl, ear style fit you. Big up yourself. <laughs> and shockingly, Chet Hanks didn't get the backlash that you thought somebody would have doing no. this. Right? Which Not was wild. As- Which was wild. He didn't get the usual backlash that a white guy would get doing yeah. he was, this. People were trying to cancel him, but it just never hit that level. Because he didn't have the people who were trying to cancel him were all white people. Yeah, um, and you know what? I think the real thing for Chet Hanks is that he was so endearing and he was he was bigging up like Jamaicans. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't making doing, fun. He was, yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't making doing fun. an exactly. accent. Yeah. 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 Paying tribute almost. Yeah, because the people that I saw that were trying to cancel Chet Hanks were all white people. Yeah. Right? So the reason why I asked you if you watch this particular video is because it's <laughs> no. gaining steam now. 1.1 million views. Oh, holy hell. He was interviewed recently by a YouTuber named Andrew Callahan. And this guy, this guy that runs this account, he just started his channel back in April. Yeah. Right? And he's getting a lot of views now. And interviewed Chet Hanks and specifically asked about the Jamaican accent. Right. And this is what Chet Hanks had to say. I was hooking up with this chick. One day she was on the phone with her family in Jamaica and she was really in the middle of a heated conversation. Tell that get me no I really had no idea what the she was saying. And her friend said, Fill me a picnic in the car with me so I can chat. I'm like, wow, wow. So wait, break that down. So she and so then I just started she started breaking down a lot. I'm like, how do you say this? John no star. How do you say that? Oh, like seven. Oh, oh, oh. She was just telling me how to say different shit. So I got for like a, a week, like I was really on a Jamaican tip. And uh, that just happened to be the week of the Golden Globes. I turned my phone on and the video had gone totally viral. Big up the youth them way out to Kingston. It's just like, why? That's a, I just don't get why. I had Jamaicans blowing up my Instagram. Respect, General. We're going to come to the island. You know what I mean? The Jama- Jamaican people showed me the most love, hands down. But then you got all these social justice warriors in America saying that I'm a f-ing villain. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not wrong, Totally. He's not wrong. Do you remember when Maury used to do Jamaican Maury? When Maury oh. used to come in here and do the Jamaican accent? The Jamaicans in this city loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, the phones would go bananas because Maury, I mean, Chet is really good at it. Oh, very good. Maury, not so much. But the love that he got from people that listened to this show was incredible. So if you're wondering. The respect. um, Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah? You you have to say respect, General. Say what? Respect, General. Maury, come in here and say that. I don't need you to do anything else. I just need you to say that. You have to say it to him. Say, Say what? Respect, General. Respect, but say it like respect, Re- General, but yes. only like like respect, General. Ah, there you yes. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Maury, Jamaican Maury. Okay, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Irish. Okay, that's, that's yeah. like, <laughs> that Irish Maury. I know you. Say- <laughs> Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Nevi, what's up? It's Ross and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good, 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 good. So uh, what's the situation you got yourself into? So I thought it was going well with the girl that I met in Seattle, but now she's gone textless. So now I'm wondering what I should do and where did she go? 
Okay, so you were talking to a girl in Seattle. Everything was going well. Now she's gone yeah. textless in Seattle. You could say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you wrote us, Razamoka Fix My Life, currently talking to a girl. Um, you're in Toronto. She is there. You've been talking for about five months now through text and occasionally phone calls. Uh, we had this idea that I moved to Seattle. However, she still sees me as a friend. My current problem is that recently we've been talking that much that I feel like I'm putting more effort into this relationship than she is should i keep going with this please help thank you have you guys actually met uh no not yet we just occasionally uh, facetime and then we just like talk on the phone but not face to face yet so you haven't met but you were already talking about moving out to seattle yeah like this was kind of like a thing we kind of decided like in the first three months it's kind of fast i know you think that's smart uh no not really that's right that's like, I might as well get a second opinion with, from you guys. I don't think that you're the only person, Nevi, that this girl in Seattle is talking to. Right, yeah. So why do you get the sense that you that she's friend-zoned you? Because uh, she's kind of inconsistent with her, I guess, when she texts her phone calls with me. Because like, sometimes she would be like, oh, we should probably do this in Seattle. Or we should kind of, like, she would set plans. But then, like, a couple of weeks after, she would just, like, kind of brush it off. So I'm kind of wondering, like. I wonder this- if she's uh, trying to hustle you for money. Has she started asking uh, you for money yet? No, no, not yet, no. You ever sent her anything? No, I haven't. Did you ever ask for anything? Uh, no, I haven't. No, has she ever asked for anything? Oh, no, 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 she hasn't no. either. Okay. Uh, I think this is one of those situations where you meet a girl online and, or sorry, not just girl, but like you meet a person online and that person is also talking to other people. And you're just right, like one yeah. of the people in the mix that she's getting close to and maybe you guys did develop some sort of a friendship but she doesn't see it more than what it is right now and she doesn't care if you right. move to seattle at least i don't think she does right yeah that's what i was thinking too like if she's being so inconsistent she probably doesn't care once i move there anyways um, I, I i don't think that you you need to think in, in terms of deception i think that you yeah. can you know fully say that this was a relationship because it was a type of relationship you guys i'm sure did a lot of talking and shared a lot of yourselves and your heart through text and facetime and it felt real um but i don't think that you need to think that in order for it to sort of evolve into something else that it makes it any more of a relationship i think that you need to come to terms with the fact that yes it was a relationship but that relationship is now over right got it okay i don't know however any other way to take this do not move to seattle to try and (laughs) you know win this girl face to face if she doesn't want you on facetime she's not going to want you you're not going to want your face in her apartment she's not going to want you in real time yeah (laughs) Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a pretty easy right. one, Navy. Just don't don't get sucked right. in. All right. Thank you guys. On to the next. All right. See ya. Later, bro. Tough, man. Yeah. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So Friday is October 1st, which means we are then getting into Halloween season. Oh. I like that Halloween is more than just the day. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that when I was a kid. Maybe you got excited the week before Halloween. Of course. Um, so a lot of the haunted houses are getting ready to open up now. Yeah. And all the theme park attractions where you walk through the scary path or the haunted house or whatever. And you have the people who are dressed up jumping out and scaring you. Yes, sir. Love those. So there's this kid. He's 11. And he went to one of these haunted houses in Ohio. Um. And one of the actors doing the jump scare stabbed this kid in the foot by accident. Really? Yeah. 
I guess this person is part of their thing, their act. What do you stab him with? A knife. Like a real knife? A real knife. So this actor, this guy, he had this knife that he would like scratch like on the floor, right? Like as you're approaching. Right. And as he is, as you're approaching and then he jumps out to scare you. And as you're standing there still terrified, he's got this knife that he's just like, like scratching and hitting the floor. And then as you get closer, he's still doing this with the knife. And he then holds a knife like in a stabby motion yeah. and starts stabbing at the ground. Right. And by accident hits this kid's foot because he's stabbing like around the kid's foot. Right. <laughs> All over. Oh now, this kid was wearing Crocs. No. Who wears Crocs to a haunted house? <laughs> Come on now. This is an 11 year old in Ohio. No. So these tick ass Crocs. So guess what saved his foot? What? The Crocs. No. <laughs> the knife went through. Yeah. It went through the Crocs, but it only ended up like graze, like scratching his toe. Like his, like Crocs are knife proof? I guess. Really? Maybe this one that he was I wearing? I guess more than like a pair of Converse or something like that. Yeah. So he, yes, the knife went through the Crocs. Yeah. And yes, the knife like touched his foot, but it was like barely a scratch, barely a cut. Right. And then the kid, he just went through the rest of the... He didn't want to leave. Right. And they're not pressing the parents or the mom is not pressing charges or anything. They finished the, going through the attraction. Really, huh? Yeah. Like accidents happen kind of thing? Yeah. Well, like, my, like a whoopsie. Oof, that's like a that's a new kind of mom right, right. there. <laughs> uh, that is very not 2021, by the way. Very not 2021. Um, Catherine thinks that uh, my girlfriend, Catherine, she is convinced that... Um, that psychopaths, like actual psychopaths, wait all year to then just apply for jobs at these haunted houses um, so they could actually kill somebody, right? Oh, geez. That's what she, that's what she truly believes. Like she really kills somebody? Like, so, so like she, oh she won't go into a haunted house because she thinks that in that haunted house is going to be somebody who didn't get a full background check, who's only there to actually, actually murder people, oh. right? Just like she thinks that um, uh, roller coasters, she thinks that there's some conspiracy with the amusement park community oh god okay where she they, sounds like she belongs on reddit where the they way. daily cover up people who die on roller coasters daily like, daily she says people die every day on those things oh, without god. even an ounce <laughs> okay without an ounce of irony every day every day she has said this to me more no. time because i used to love roller coasters i don't anymore right i just don't have the Why? stomach people I, die every day? no i don't have the stomach for it anymore okay but she would always say i'm not going on a roller coaster and i would be like why and she goes because people die every day on those things and i was like people don't die every day on those things yeah. and she's like they do and they cover it up so okay <laughs> she's convinced she's convinced that's that's why I, she cannot hear this story about the guy stabbing the child in the foot with the knife because then Point she's proven, proven right, right yeah. and then she's one step closer to realizing that I then have to admit that every single day somebody dies on a roller coaster Roz and Mocha's hell of a story hey Kristen hi Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. So you had a boyfriend, huh? I did. Okay. So Tell us this story here. So the, the boyfriend's name was what? So his name was Adam. Okay. And Adam and I met on a dating app last summer. We clicked pretty much immediately, and we had our first date very quickly. He was super cute. It was obvious we were really attracted to one another. Obviously. Uh, we had a lot of similar interests. He was really funny. So... We started hanging out all the time. We pretty much, you know, stayed at home because it was last year. So 
a lot of movies on the couch. We loved cooking dinner together. So things are going great then. Things, things seemed like they were just perfect. Okay, so everything's perfect. So what? Perfect, huh? Hell of a story. All right. Yeah, there you go. It. True love exists. <laughs> so... You know so that this story, we, everybody listening right now, we know that the story is about to go to hell, right? Okay. But I'm just curious now, how does it all go to hell? So, Kristen, what happened? So, the first indicator is a few months in, he starts traveling a lot for work, mm-hmm. especially on the weekends. And I'm thinking, well, he always has a valid reason for going, and he always comes back and everything is normal. So, no problems, right? None. So, fast forward a bit, and we can start traveling again, which we both love to do. And we book us a week-long vacation to Turkey. Mm. We are so excited. We've like got all these romantic dinners planned and cruises on the Bosphorus and everything you can imagine all over Turkey. Okay. So just a few days before the trip, I was away on a girl's trip and I get this phone call, voicemail actually. The girl on the other end of the line says, hey, my name's Sophie and I am Adam's girlfriend. Oh, damn. And I just found out about you wanted you to know about me call me if you want to talk oh Oh, wow so i called sophie back and lo and behold she was at his house at the moment oh my god i was away for the weekend yeah no so wait so at his house like in texas yes and she's from texas or is she from somewhere else She's from Texas. And oh so my God. I'm like, like you guys I'm all like, live in the oh same town. Oh my gosh. Like what is what is happening right now? So she says, "Hey, I already dumped in when I found out about you. Glad to answer any questions you have." And I was like, "Well, I'll be in town tonight, so let's go grab a drink." How long were you Adam's girlfriend and how long was she Adam's girlfriend with the overlap? She'd met him actually about a month before I did, <gasps> but we'd been oh, we'd been with no. him for for going on a year. Oh wow! Okay, but okay. So, all this time. So what was he? I'm sure this came up in the conversation. All this time he was spending with you. What was he telling her that he was doing? It was a mixture of excuses. Sometimes it was like I'm going to meet friends. Mm-hmm. I'm working. It was always the same things that I was hearing. Okay, so wow. when he wasn't with you and saying, hey, I got this business trip, he was going to go kick it with Sophie, his other girlfriend. Right. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, so what do you guys do now then? So we meet up at this bar, and guys, the puzzle that we could put together was unbelievable. Like, we connected dots we didn't even know were dots at the time they were happening. She's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, she knows about the trip to Turkey. And I tell her, it's way too late for me to cancel. I'm flying out in three days. So I'm just going to take the trip, but I'm going to go by myself. And she's like, well, you're so lucky you got this vacation plan because I could seriously use one of those about now. So I was like, okay, well, why don't you join me? No. And she said, are you serious? And I said, well, a girl's trip is so much better than a solo trip. So if you can make it happen, let's do it. And so, mind you, I haven't said anything to him about knowing about his other girlfriend. So the few days leading up to the trip, I am just so busy. I can't see him. I've got this and that. Sure you do. Sure you do. Uh, In the meantime, I'm still pumping up this trip with him big time. We're aligning on packing tips, our itinerary over and over. We're just so excited to hit Turkey, which we've never been to. Okay. Next thing you know, it's time for us to go to the airport. I meet him at the airport to fly out together. So for 18 hours, we travel together to Istanbul. Oh, no! We hit the ground in Istanbul, and I got a text from Sophie. 
she's like, hey, I'm in the bathroom. Here's where you can meet me. So I meet up with her and I'm like, hey, girl, are you ready to do this? <laughs> she's like, I've scoped out the area. Yeah. Here's where we're going to do it. I'll be nearby and I'll wait for your cue. I walk out of the bathroom. Adam and I go to collect our suitcases. I am still cracking jokes with this man as oh. we're walking to the exit of the airport. Oh, no. Longest so, troll right, job ever. <laughs> right okay. before we get to the door, yeah. I said, hey, this has been a lot of fun, but here's where it ends for us. Oh, God. And here's why. And then I showed him a photo of me and Sophie at the bar a few days ago. <laughs> Yo, and so I what said, did Adam say? What did he say? What was his reaction? He couldn't say anything. He was floored. Yeah. And and I said, this is all the understanding that I need. So don't call. Don't text. You have no more reservations in Turkey. Good luck. And then I turned around and I said, hey, Sophie, you ready to go? She was a few feet away. No. So she walked up no. and said her own piece to Adam. And then Sophie and I walked out of the airport together oh. to start our vacation. Oh my Bad God. Ass. Bad ass. Wow. Kristen. So you left his so, ass in Turkey. <laughs> Damn. So for the next week, me and Sophie took that romantic river cruise, those nice dinners. We went out to Cappadocia and hiked in some caves. We had a phenomenal time. You are the best. That, that Kristen right there is a wow. hell of a story. Good that for is a you. hell of a story. Uh, the most important thing right now, Kristen, are you happy? I am. Okay, great. Yeah. Inspiring. <laughs> that is crazy. The longest oh, guys, troll well, I'm, job I'm, I'm glad you loved it. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much, Kristen. Absolutely. Nice talking to you guys. Oh, yeah, nice you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I got to play this Norm Macdonald clip. I know that, like, you could sit and play infinite amounts of clips from Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Because he was just that, he was just that brilliant. And I know that um, so much has been said by people who, you know, knew him personally. But a lot of fans love him, too. And people are just discovering all of this stuff because Norm Macdonald didn't tell anybody that he had cancer. He didn't tell anybody that he was dying. Mm-hmm. And now people are going back and finding these moments where he said things. Um, he did a whole stand-up routine while he had cancer about the idea of, like, battling cancer and all this mm. stuff. Then he did another interview where he was talking about how people, you know, die and made a reference to, I could be sick right now and nobody would ever know. Like, they're finding all these little moments. Mm-hmm. And um, one of Norm Macdonald's great sort of one-liners was the Hitler joke. And so I'll play you the Hitler joke right now. So this is Norm Macdonald. I'm sick of these kind of characters. I think we should kill Hitler. It's like he died 50 years ago probably. Did he? I yeah. didn't even know he was sick. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I think we should kill Hitler. He died like 50 years ago. Really? I didn't even know he was sick, right? Because that's what people always say after somebody, they find out that somebody dies, right? right. So then, Which is exactly what we all is, said right. when Norm Macdonald passed. So here's a montage of all people. I think Conan O'Brien's in there. There's a bunch of people in there. Um, a montage that people had made when they were getting reaction from Norm's friends after he passed. Listen to this. Norm Macdonald and your thoughts. Well, I, yeah, I didn't know he was sick. Jay Leno. Did you yeah, aware so of him? No, that was no I didn't know he was sick. You know, he kept it all inside. I was shocked. I, I didn't know he was even sick. Oh my God. I had no idea 
that he was even sick. <laughs> Absolutely stunned. Had no idea that Norm had not only been very ill, but been very ill for a very long time. None of us had uh, any idea. Wow. So anyway, and so- I'm sure... When we first ta- started talking about Norm Macdonald, we probably said the same thing. Yeah, Didn't even know ev- every, everybody did, but that's one of his best punchlines. So after he died, everybody in talking about him was forced to deliver one of his great punchlines while talking about Norm Macdonald. Like the whole thing is brilliant. Like he was I'm just sick so of these good. kind of characters. I think we should kill Hitler. It's like he died fifty years ago. Probably. Did he? I didn't yeah. even know he was sick. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> to the great Norm Macdonald. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Now I know we're not supposed to talk about our exes, and I hate to bring it up again. Oh, but I think I have to. It's going to bring up emotion, uh, like emotions. It's already got me shook. Oh no! Because it was such a good time. Uh, former Toronto Raptor and current LA Clipper, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, traded to Toronto in 2018 for DeMar DeRozan. Uh huh. Deal with San Antonio. And then, of course, he helped the Raptors win a championship in 2019 and then mm-hmm. dipped LA. Smell you later. Did my job. Yeah. Peace out, Canada. Greatest Raptor of all time. Um, <laughs> sorry, Shem. Sorry, sorry. Come on. Come Yo, on. Come on. You made Shem clutch his imaginary pearls just now. <laughs> I know. Okay. Listen, I know what I'm doing over here. Um, okay. The one thing we know and absolutely love about Kawhi is that he's got like zero expression on his face Ever. whatsoever. Yeah. And he always looks like he doesn't care. And he always looks like he doesn't want to be in that place that he's at right now. Yes. When he signed his deal with New Balance, I remember they did this big event and they had like the CEO of New Balance there to present Kawhi with what a sneaker would look like. Mm-hmm. And they had it in the box and they opened it up for Kawhi and everyone's there like waiting for his reaction. And then Kawhi looked at the sneaker and was like, mm. <laughs> and they just like kept walking. Yeah. Kept walking through the event. I don't know if you saw the clip last week <laughs> in L.A. They're building the Clippers a new facility, a new uh, stadium, so they don't have to play at the same place that the Lakers play, mm-hmm. right? The Lakers and Clippers share the Staples Center. So they're building a brand-new arena specifically for the Clippers. And there was a band performing, and they asked, like, the Clippers to show up at the groundbreaking ceremony. And this band was performing, and the camera the zooms in on Kawhi Leonard, and he's sitting there, slut, slouched in his chair, yeah. arms crossed, and he's got this, like... The Kawhi look. The Kawhi look going. Yeah. While everyone else is, like, bobbing their heads sure. and, like, you know, clapping yeah. along, and Kawhi, like, I do not want to be there. Yeah. The only reason Gotta why I bring it. up Kawhi Leonard is because today is the three-year anniversary of the world-famous Kawhi laugh. When Kawhi oh, Leonard was introduced, three years. yeah, when Kawhi Leonard was introduced as Raptors' newest teammate, they had yeah. this big press conference. He was wearing the jersey and everything. Yeah, and a reporter stands up to ask him a question. Kawhi gives his answer, and then the laugh. And what would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. 
I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the best laugh. And man. immediately, laugh. immediately <laughs> went viral. People were making their own videos, remixing his laugh with songs. One of the greatest is the uh, NBA on NBC theme song, which they then took Kawhi's laugh and remixed it. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> And to be very patriotic, uh, somebody uh, took the Kawhi laugh and remixed it to go along with O Canada. <laughs> and then someone else took the song Bad Guy by Billie Eilish and remixed Kawhi's laugh with that. Fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so today is the three-year anniversary of the Kawhi Laugh, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We're all a bunch of losers. You, Roz, are a loser. Damn Mori, producer on the Raza Mocha Show. You what are the hell a loser. What do I do now, man? Shem, exec producer on the Raza Mocha Show. You are a loser. I am a loser as well. What do we do? Nobody got the winning ticket for Lotto Max. Oh, I didn't buy those, so I ain't a loser. Oh, $70 million uh, Sorry. jackpot. That ticket was sold to somebody in BC. Oof. But hey, we could still win a million. Did you check? No, because... Did you buy a ticket? I bought four tickets. Where are they? Let me scan them right now. No, they're at home on the... Matthew doesn't let me leave the house with them anymore. What? Well, because he wants to make sure that he's with me if we win, so I don't leave him. (laughs) Could you imagine that relationship? Wow. So much trust. (laughs) I know. Could you imagine? (laughs) But does he not understand the process? No, but in theory, he's not... No, no, no. But does he think that without... Him present, you scan the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you just don't. That's it. The last time he saw you was the last time he saw you. Well, we have to scan it together. No, I no, but that's a, hands. no. But I, my question is for his reluctance to have you leave home with that ticket. Is he thinking <sighs> that when you leave home, or the last time he saw you, will actually be the last time if you have that yes, winning ticket? A thousand percent. So you're not going back for any of your stuff. What do I need? Hmm. If I win $70 million. What do I need? No, but if you, win, if you were going to leave and you won $70 million, you could buy a new mattress. Yeah, but when you say, like, you have not, you still have not once in this conversation said that if you did win, you would not leave your husband. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm with Matthew on this one. No, no, no. I'm with Matthew on this one. I think Maury is posting up like in his car, like sleeping in his car somewhere. Yeah. Turns off GPS, turns like off, you, throws his phone into the lake, and that's it. 
Gone. Like, the way to have this conversation is, my God, you know what? It, I don't know what I did in this relationship or what we got to work on or where we went wrong. But let me tell you what my life is like. It, it, when we buy a lottery ticket, my husband is has so little faith in me <laughs> and what I think about our marriage yeah. that he won't even allow me to leave the house with a lottery ticket on the off chance that it is a winner and he never sees me again. Man, it's really heartbreaking. I got some work to do. Maury says, you can always buy a new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said That's I love you. About. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way that you even approach this conversation. I, uh, I, 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 it's assumed. Wow. By the way, if you did play Lotto Max. If you want a million, okay, one million. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second here. So if you want 70 million, mm -hmm. would you leave that to you? No, because I kind of need him there to ground me. Is there an amount of money that you would leave Matthew for if you won? Ground you. <laughs> yeah, right. You would buy a house big enough. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm <laughs> absolutely. There is no way. So is, you, is there an amount? Is there an amount? I think there always is for anybody. Wow. Okay, oh, cool, man. Damn. Yeah, right on. End like, of questioning. If, if you yeah. asked him, he would say the same thing. I don't know if he would. I don't uh, know if many people would. Like a hundred million dollars. You would leave. But wow. why? To get the hundred million dollars. Like is why? that not is that not a thing? But why no. would you leave? He didn't say would you like leave your husband for a hundred million. That's not the question. If you won the jackpot. Yeah, you're you? you're putting a price on this. You're yeah. saying a hundred million dollars. Oh, I, I if I, you won a hundred million dollars, you would leave it was. Is there oh, a price? Oh, like an indecent proposal. Yeah. Like if like I told how you. How much to leave him? Oh, more. That's you what know, I thought he You said. know damn well it's less than a million. Yeah. <laughs> you know damn well it's, it's less like than a million. 500 bucks or something. Like, no, no. I would say half a million dollars. 500,000? I would say 500,000 dollars. No, because I'd spend that too quick and I'd come crawling back. <laughs> anyway, the uh, Lotto Max, uh, one ticket sold in BC, Such $70 million. Uh, so someone in, in BC just got dumped. Yeah, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You see that uh, Nick Cannon pranked uh, Kevin Hart again? Oh no! So the prank war that these two have been having publicly, and yeah. it's super beneficial for both of them, has been going on for quite a while. I don't remember what was the first one because the last one was. Kevin Hart put up a billboard where he gave out Nick Cannon's personal cell phone number. Right. Which is like... A, and it was like, call me for father advice. Right. It was in and around the time where... <laughs> That's right. The story was that Nick Cannon had like his third kid within, I don't know, like six months. It was like five. And uh, in total, Nick Cannon has like seven kids. Yeah. Um, That's right. It was call me for fatherly advice. Yeah. And, he's, and he put a billboard up with his personal cell phone number on it. But wasn't the one before that, did Nick Cannon send like llamas or something? That's it. To yep, Kevin Hart's house for Kevin Hart's birthday. Yeah. Right. So they've been going back and forth. Right. And also, when we say prank, these are like, let's specify, this is like rich people pranks, okay? Very rich people pranks. Okay, sending a llama to another person's house and then also putting up billboards all over LA. Okay, so you, so it has only escalated. So if sending llamas is where rich people pranks start yeah. and then putting up billboards in Los Angeles with your friend's personal cell phone number on it, if that's where like rich people pranks escalated, uh, yeah. it has now peaked with Nick Cannon. Oh, um, 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 um. You won't uh, guess it. Let me just tell you. Okay, like something this, with Kevin Hart's cars. No, no. Oh. I said rich people prank. We all yeah, have yeah. cars. No, no, but like maybe no. he like no. hired someone and like to no. take all of his cars out of no. the garage. No. no, it has something to do with Kevin Hart's private plane. 
Oh God! I told okay. you you wouldn't get it. Okay. Yeah, no, I never. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. you, know, you know how you can like if you run an air conditioning business, you can pay to have your a car wrapped in like you know. Moe's AC and HVAC service, right? Sure. You can do that. So Ke- so um, Nick Cannon wrapped Kevin Hart's private plane. With what? His face. With whose face? Nick Cannon's Nick face? Nick Cannon's face. Oh, no. So when Kev shows up at the airport <laughs> okay. to get on his private plane. To go and see Nick Cannon to be on his show. So listen to this. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Hold on. Wait, back up. Okay. He did what? Okay. So Nick Cannon has like a new show, yeah. I guess, right? And Kevin Hart was going to be the first guest on his show. Yeah. But while Kevin Hart was getting onto his private plane, he realized that the private plane was wrapped in Nick Cannon's face. Got it. Okay, then. Okay. So then Kevin Hart goes to Nick Cannon's I guess, yes. sh- new show. Yes. You gave my cell phone number to everybody around the world. All right? So now you're my first guest on my talk show. How does it feel to ride the cannon? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's just terrific, Nick. Ride the cannon. Well, ride it. You know what? I'll tell you how it feels. It feels like I've lost. Oh, no. That's how it feels, Nick. It feels like you had one in the hole and you saved it. You made me forget all about the little prank wars that we were doing. Facts. And you saved the good one for last. Not only did you get my flight information so that you could go and obviously wrap my plane wow. and put the wording of Kevin's riding the cannon, which is just brilliant. You've also somehow managed yeah. to manipulate me into being your first guest. Now, now, I'm actually doing an interview for you. All of this is a part of your prank. It's genius. An evil genius. This is crazy because, like, I'm just thinking about the amount of time you would have to spend to find out where the plane is, how big that plane is, get a company to create the graphics, have somebody come down or a group of people come down and wrap the plane. The process to get to where Kevin Hart shows up at the airport and sees that plane like that. Okay, it's obvious to me that Kevin Hart's organization and Nick Cannon's organization are mm-hmm. the ones organizing this. Oh, yes, behind the scenes, of course. They're all, oh, they, you know, mean, they know exactly. They're communicating with each other. Yes, it's not, yes. It's just that Kevin Hart has, like, zero clue. I don't even know if that's true. I oh, think they're think both just great performers. Really? Of course, yeah, but it doesn't make it any less good. But I think that the only way this escalates is, yeah, where do you like, go from here? I think you just got to bulldoze somebody's house. Well, that, right? Yeah, I was, and then, you know, I didn't want to be mean. I was like, going to say, like, you blow up Nick Cannon's house? Yeah, I think, you bull- I think you bulldoze it. Or you fill his pool with concrete or something. Like, I don't know what you do, right? I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what you do. Like, remove all the windows on his house? You know, before it was seemed as an unsavory prank, I would say swat him. But, <laughs> but you can't, that's just a, that's a terrible waste <laughs> of resources. You're not allowed, and you, to, do you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Did you see that uh, Eminem is opening up a restaurant in downtown Detroit? It opens today, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's an Italian joint. Really? Yep. Interesting. And it's called Mom Spaghetti. No, it's not. I swear. Shut up. It's called Mom Spaghetti. Is it? Yep. God. Famous line from one of his most famous tracks, Lose Yourself. He's, uh, that never would have. If you, could you imagine, could you imagine the mark that would have been left on your face from the open hand slap that you would have received if at the height of lose yourself, somebody walked up to M or his business manager and suggested opening up an Italian food restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But because the song and that line is so <laughs> iconic, there's vomit on a sweater, mom's spaghetti. Right. Right? Like, it just, it's perfect. Right. So it opens today. Um, now, is this like a pop-up, like a goof? Like no, he's promoting something? Or is this a legit restaurant? It's a, now it's a legit restaurant. In 2017, he did do a pop-up. Yeah. Right? Of Mom's Spaghetti. And it was popular. It was Detroit, his hometown. Yeah. And then in April, they put together food packages for like frontline workers at two hospitals out in Detroit. Okay. So that got a lot of press. And then they figured, well, now we need an actual place. So they open an up an actual, actual restaurant. restaurant. And they have a restaurant opening what today. What else is on the menu? In downtown Detroit. So you can get mom's spaghetti for nine bucks. Yeah. You can. If you get, eat enough to throw it up all over yourself before you leave, do you get the meal for free? <laughs> that should be the challenge. Right? Do they have one of those things? Like a <laughs> like, the, like the giant steak in those places? Uh, do they have no. a giant bowl of spaghetti that if you finish it, it's for free? That's what it should be. Um. They don't have that listed on the menu. I buy uh, Maybe when you walk into the restaurant, yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah, a special, yeah. like if you ask for it type mm. of thing. Uh, like a, one of those, uh, what do they call it? Like uh, off-menu type like, of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The secret, secret menu. Secret menu? Yeah. Uh, so mom's spaghetti's nine bucks. If you want more meatballs. Oh. You always got to level up the meatballs. Thank you. $12. Who cares, you. right? That's not bad. You can get a spaghetti sandwich. That's what they call it. Not spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah. Spaghetti sandwich? Yep. Yeah. Which is just spaghetti in uh, between. White bread? <laughs> Two mm. pieces of toast. Mm. Um, mm. And that's pretty much it. That's all that they have Hold on, on the menu. It's it's spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs and a spaghetti sandwich? Yeah. Wow. And then drinks, you can get like four bucks for a drink and four dollars for a bottle wow. of water. Wow. That sounds like an Italian restaurant at a trailer park. <laughs> no offense to trailer parks, but it's very Where basic. Where do you think Eminem came from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you not right? seen Eight, eight I, Mile? Listen, I, I am not one to look at me, okay? I'm not one to not identify with trailer parks, okay? <laughs> I didn't say that in any sort of disparaging way. I'm just saying a spaghetti sandwich on white bread, you know, caters to a certain clientele. So today uh, is the grand opening in downtown Detroit of Eminem's new restaurant, Mom's Spaghetti. Right. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Hello, Elise. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi. So happy to be back. <laughs> so we talked to you back in 2018, so three years ago. And the dilemma yeah. that you were in originally was you met a guy in Toronto. Uh, everything was going great. But then you wanted to move out west to B.C., to teach skiing and then he was like kind of making you feel bad about wanting to leave your situation with him to go out there to kind of pursue whatever it is you wanted to pursue right that's all right yeah and then so i remember from our conversation that he was sort of going in uh in in deep with the guilt and you woke up one night and you found him in the fetal position on the couch because he was so <laughs> distraught over the idea that you were that you were leaving and i remember in that conversation we had with you then um, we asked you what kind of guy he was, and you described him as a seven. Oh, damn. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so then Ross said, you don't stay for a seven. Yeah. And then to, to go on your adventure, go out west, right? So so what what wound up happening? Well, that's exactly what happened. So first of all, that after that aired, I got a bunch of messages from senior management at work, all oh, who wow. agreed with you, saying, like, never oh. stay behind for a seven. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, about two weeks later, then packed my bags, ditched the man, moved to Whistler. And then, yeah, I was there for a season and it was the best season of my life. So okay. I'm very happy that I went. So what was the conversation like with, I guess, your now ex-boyfriend? What happened? 
What did he say? Yeah, what did so, you say? Did he try to like beg for you to stay? No, very little begging. Oh. I tried to say like, why don't we try to stay together while I go? And he was essentially like, no, and I wouldn't come visit you anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> was he that much of a douche or was he like saying that because like just the pain of being away from you uh, hurt so much? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the first one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you did, uh, you did take that that jump and you uh, moved out to Whistler because you were gonna teach skiing. And and yeah. how did how did that go? Are you still there? No. So that was amazing. I did that season, had the time of my life, and then I was gonna come back to Toronto, but then I had another epiphany of why don't I just move to Dublin? So Excuse I've me? been in Ireland, Where? Dublin, Ireland, <laughs> Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. God. So what are you doing there? <laughs> So I've been there like two and a half years, back to consulting, back to like a grown-up job again. And have you met a guy in Dublin? <laughs> I did, but I also broke up with him two days ago. So what? No, <laughs> only two days ago? What happened? Oh, it just wasn't working. And I wouldn't even put him at a seven either, to be honest. Oh, I got out my no. <laughs> okay, lower? Lower than a seven? Yeah, probably. So hold on here. Help us help us out here and anybody else who may be a little confused. Is an Irish six equivalent to like a Canadian eight or is an Irish six the equivalent to like a Canadian four? Canadian four. Oh, definitely. wow. No. Okay. What are you doing dating a four out there? Well, he's a six in Ireland though, right? <laughs> How long were you guys together over there? Uh, just about six months. Oh, okay, okay. And, and then, like, so two days ago, you guys broke up. You broke up with him, yeah. or he broke up with you? I broke up with him. Mm. What's what? your What's your technique of dumping a guy? Because you seem to be pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just over the phone. We had no choice, so yeah, just a quick phone call. And you said what? Like, I'm dumping you? I just said it wasn't working. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be in Toronto for. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Okay. But I so, did bring another Irish friend over, so she's with me right now. Wait a second, from so, Dublin. so you're in t- where you're in Toronto right now? I'm actually in Muskoka right now. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. so so you're you're back and you have an Irish friend with you. Yeah. Right. Can she say hi? Sure. Hi guys, what's the crack? Hi. Well, how do you find? Put her on the phone for a second. Hi. 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 How, what's your What's your name? I'm Eleanor. Eleanor. How are you how are you finding Canadian men so far? Oh, much better, much better. What makes them so much better than Irish men? Pleasant surprise. I don't know, they're bright eyes, good skin. So would you would you agree (laughs) with with Elise saying that like uh, an Irish six is a Canadian four? Well, I can't bash my own people. Oh. <laughs> maybe a five. Maybe oh, an Irish okay, five. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Elise, um, I guess the, mo- the most important thing in all of this is your happiness. Are you happy? Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10 for happiness. Yeah. Not 10 out Definitely, of 10 Canadian yeah. or 10 out of 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. Irish? <laughs> both, both. Okay, okay. That's awesome. Uh, what a great, What a great story. It's so nice to catch up with you and... Um, uh, we like people like you. We like the, the ones who jump and the ones who just say screw it and the ones who rebuild and reinvent. And uh, we like people like you on this show. Well, thank you. It's all from that phone call three years ago. So it was a great decision. And I still listen to you guys all the time online in uh-huh. Dublin. You're the best. Thank you, Elise. Much love. Thank you. Bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. What's up? What's going on? Yeah. You don't look happy today. I don't know why. I am super tired. 
beyond your liar. eyes are like real sleepy looking yeah i never seen you with such sleepy eyes i don't know why man what'd you do yesterday nothing no no i didn't even go for like a big walk you're or anything. all like glassy right now yeah i didn't even drink nothing nothing Mm-mm. what happened nothing. i had pasta for dinner yeah maybe was that it though still no, no? i still went to bed at like 8 15 maybe really huh yeah yeah you look and i got five today. hours and 42 minutes of sleep jeez i don't know what it is no no idea, you look, but I just feel I'm so out of it that yeah, I... Yeah, you look like it. What can you do? What can we do to, to sort of snap you out of it, do you think? Nothing. I don't know, man. I need caffeine no. or something. I don't have a coffee, have so... Not had, have you not had caffeine? No. No? No. I usually don't have my first coffee until uh, usually around noon. Yeah. I don't have what coffee What do you in the think it's anymore. from? You have to have a theory. I think just built up tiredness. Built up from when? Yeah. I haven't touched it. No, I don't no, want your coffee. Thank don't you. Don't care. He doesn't want your coffee, Maury. That's super weird, dude. <laughs> How long has I been sitting there, too? Yeah, that's like being, Mocha being like, man, I forgot my balloon, and you come in here. You want to try my balloon? I only blew it up once. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't, no, don't want an arrow bar. No, no. Stop. Enough with your food. You've not, what else do you have to contribute other than like? Oh, I was going to say I have a turkey sandwich. No, see, this is the, it's like turkey's going to make me more sleepy. <laughs> oh, because of the tryptophan. No, that's not an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That also sounds like a made-up word. Yeah, well, no, it's not. That, that's no, I like, know it's a real word, but it it's sounds a real made word. Up. It sounds it sounds it sounds made up. Yes, that's like when uh, I don't know. Was it was was it Time Magazine all those years ago that destroyed Chinese food restaurants in one article? Really? Um, when they talked about the Chinese food hangover that people get, and then all of a sudden people started blaming MSG for all these things. Yo, MSG. It was one article. It that, was one that that article. Years ago. MSG did nothing but make you feel good. It tastes delicious. Can you still it makes get it? everything. Yeah. Yes, of course you can. Oh. Yeah. You can buy it like it's not in a illegal. big you can no, buy but it. when you walk by restaurants, there's a big X through the okay, word MSG. Look, okay, so here's the thing about the big X through MSG. Okay, okay, is that that sign is a complete scam, right? So what happens is, is they're going to tell you, and it always says no MSG added, mm-hmm. right? That's fine. So maybe they don't have the giant tub of MSG where they're scooping it in to everything you Not eat the by, Costco the, size, by, the, by, yeah. the, by the spoonful. <laughs> uh-huh. But every can and powder and sauce and blend and everything that they bring into that restaurant will already have MSG like in it. Like a little, little bit. No, not even a little, All little, little bit. Yeah, so when they say no MSG added, they're not adding it. Oh. But everything they buy has it already added yeah. to it. Okay. okay? So we still get a little yes, bit of that flavor. Yes, that's, that's why well, stuff she, tastes so good. Well, nobody told us that. That's why stuff tastes so good, no, But that's good, why though. the word added... Yeah, has been added exactly, but that's what that's. But it was one article that uh, that destroyed Chinese food restaurants back in the I don't even know what it was like the early eighties or something like that, and and ever since they've had to fight this whole like smear Stig- campaign stigma. Yeah, they had to like spend money on neon, right? You shouldn't have to spend money on neon. MSG neon, but well, every Chinese we, food restaurant in the world had to spend money on on uh, on MSG neon because of one well, article. Why was this not a big protest to like end the knee, like nah, end the fight? Gonna protest? No, no, no. Anyway, it's back to Mocha. More, anyway, give me more MSG. Yeah, give me more. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need in my life. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Joanne. It's Roz and Mocha. 
Hi. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, what is your situation? What's going on in your life? <laughs> so I've actually I've moved I've moved away and my friends have basically forgotten about me. Oof. Yeah, you wrote this. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. Huge fan of the show. Listen every day. Uh, I moved to Bradford when I was 19 and was just starting college. Life was great until you officially moved back and your friends just ghosted you. Uh, they were hanging out and going on road trips and you felt honestly left out. You say that it's been really hard to make friends, especially in a brand new city and you've tried to reach out to your old friends and have had no luck and it hurts because you just found out that your ex-best friend is getting married and you were the last to know. Uh, please help me fix my life. Do I just move on with life and block them and delete them off social media uh, and all that other stuff? So you got no friends, huh? Well, now I do, but... Oh, but problem again, solved. It, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah thanks for kidding. calling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joanne. So, okay, you said you moved away from home uh, to go to school when you were 19. How old are you now? 31. Hold on. So you mean friends from all that time? Yeah, You're still... like, from, like elementary, high school, as you, you know. like. And you, so it's you still bothering it you up to now? Like it here and there, you know what I mean? But, it, but lately it's been like really bothering me. Because... <laughs> okay, so you had your childhood friends. That yeah. you, you were super close with, right? Correct. You moved away when you were 19. Yes. Now you're how old? 31. 31. And you are still busted up over the fact that the friends that you left when you were 19 are no longer in your life, right? Correct. But okay. they're still in each other's lives. Yeah, they are. Yeah, basically, okay. yeah. Okay, well, that's how that works. Okay. Right? Like, when you when you move away at 19... Did you go back a lot? Like, did you... Did you keep in touch with I them? I did. Yeah, did they keep in I, touch with I you? Did. I did. No. I, I tried. I honestly, I, I tried to go back every weekend. I reached out to them and just... They got their own lives, right? People, like, people's lives just continue yeah. to, to progress, right? It's, uh, yeah, it, of it is, it, those childhood friends that you sort of, you know, that are there with you through, you know, grade school and high school and you all go through the process and the nerves of applying to colleges and, and, and moving away and you hug each other and, and you say, you know, we're all, we're going to be friends for life no matter where we are in the world. We're always going to have each other. That sometimes happens, but most times it doesn't. Okay. You know, those childhood yeah. friends that you have, I think that you should be grateful for the fact that you had those relationships with them. I think that you should be grateful for all the wonderful years of friendship that you did have. But people grow up and youth is sort of, you know, fleeting and you all get your own lives and responsibilities. And it's sort of like out of sight, out of mind. You know, I have zero people in my life, zero people in my life Period. that I talk oh. to that... I met before late 90s. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not even on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no, every now and then a message pops up. That's yeah. fine. You know, they like a picture, you comment on something. Sure. But as far as like communicating with people, yeah. zero. It's very rare. Now, what about yeah. the friendships that you formed since you were 19 or the friendships that you have now? Like, doesn't it make it more, I guess, special to know that you have these current people in your in your life right now it does like they they've helped me transition to be honest and it's just i feel like social media is just very being so toxic well i don't i don't i don't think you should let it bother you that somebody that you went to grade six with is getting married and like you didn't know about it you know what i mean because again like life progresses so are they all still friends 
Yeah, they are. And then you see on social media that they all hang out and do fun stuff and you're just not with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they all still live in that same town? They do. Okay. Well, well you, that's, you know, that's you know why. why then? Small town. Right? You moved away. You're the friend yeah. that moved. You're the friend that moved away. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you expect of them. Like, they all stayed. You moved away. They, mm-hmm. they see each other every day. Their routines didn't change. When, you know, when one of them was going through a breakup or one of them, you know, was short on rent, they were there for each other to help each other out. You moved away. That happens. You know, she, and don't beat yourself up about it. You went off to live a life. I say don't focus on 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 the past and just appreciate what you have in your in your life right now and the friendships and relationships that you've Mm -hmm. that you've been able to develop and maintain right now. Like those are the people you should be focusing your energy on. Definitely. Have you tried to call one of them to say, hey, I'm coming back to town. Can we you guys want to get together and even just one of you and just grab a drink and catch up? So usually. Their response is that they're usually busy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe so. maybe, maybe move on. We've said this a <laughs> yeah. million times on this show. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes friendships aren't what you think they are. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. not all friendships are forever. Sometimes people just come into your life and they shake it up for a little while. You become a better person. They become a better person. And then you both move on. That's, that's friendship. Yeah. All okay. right, Joanne. Yeah. You guys, honestly, that's. That actually helps me to, like, it's just been, like, a huge burden and just talking to you guys and just getting your opinion has really, really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go, girl. Live your life. Live your best life. (laughs) I will. All right. You take care, Joanne. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. All right, let me look around, look around. Yeah, everybody's here. All right, cool. (laughs) Hey, Mocha. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. So um, on Friday, like all hell broke loose on The View. When they were live on air, the producer pulled two of the uh, co-hosts and then they explained, Joy explained after the commercial break what had happened. So here's what went down. Okay, we're back. And there seems to be something happening here that I'm not 100% aware of. Can someone please apprise me of the situation? I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sonny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. We'll ta- tell you why in a couple of minutes. What happened is that uh, Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated up the wazoo. You know, a lot of vaccines. Uh, And then Kamala Harris was actually there and supposed to walk out on set. And then she had to do her interview from a remote location. But uh, Anna and Sonny both tested positive for COVID. Uh, Joy and the rest of the panel were back on yesterday giving an update. Friday's show took an unexpected turn when Anna and Sonny's COVID test came back positive while we were on the air. Live TV, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Since that show ended, however, this is the update. We were all given numerous, numerous COVID tests. Oh, no. I mean, so I many. My, my nostrils are so sensitive. It's like up your nose with a rubber hose. Yeah. Throughout the weekend, this was happening, too. And I am thrilled to report... That Sonny and Anna's Friday results turned out to be false positives, and everyone is safe. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Okay. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Daniel Craig, we know this is his last kick at the James Bond can. Got that yeah. uh, new movie coming out. Yeah. They're not going to announce a new James Bond until he's fully run his course. They're going to give him this sort of, you know, victory lap in the James respect, Bond respect. world. Respect, respect. Uh, but uh, how does Daniel Craig feel about the idea of Hugh Jackman becoming the next James Bond? So this is uh, Daniel Craig from an interview where it's really all supposed to be about Daniel Craig. You're not supposed to sit down in front of Daniel Craig and start asking Daniel Craig questions about things like Hugh Jackman. You know that everybody's now going, who's going to be next? Mm. Hugh Jackman told you just to enjoy He's it. He's not going to be it. <laughs> oh, damn. Is that stipulated? Over my dead body. It's not going to be him. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 007 don't want it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, so what are the most popular movies on Netflix of all time? Now, keep in mind that when Netflix is very sort of close to the vest with their viewing numbers and mm-hmm. um, what they release and what they do not. But of all Net- time? Of, yeah. So oh, within God. the first 28 days on the platform. So that's how they categorize it. So they take a month when something drops yeah. and they figure out how many of the subscribers tuned, oh, into that, tuned into that show or movie. But Netflix counts a view mm-hmm. as any account that watched two minutes of that movie or that show. Oh, that's so, not fair. Uh, but that's how they that's how they do it, right? Mm. So you can get into time watched because the actual time spent watching on movies and shows is different than the all time most clicked on. Is it something like uh, like uh, Godfather? It's nothing current, is it? Um, no. So here is uh, no the like the, as far as their um, uh, original sort of program. Oh, their original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So here are the most watched films within the first twenty eight days on Netflix. You tell me if any of these shock you. Okay. Extraction. Oh my God! Yes. With Chris Hemsworth. Wow. Number two was Bird Box. That does not shock me. Number three was Spencer Confidential. Oh, my God, I love that movie. Mark Wahlberg. Number six, uh, number four was uh, Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Never that watch it. bonkers heist movie. It's uh-huh. crazy. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. You know it. what? Going back to Extraction, yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's good. Uh, Murder Mystery with Jen Aniston and oh, Adam Sandler. Adam I love Sandler. that movie, yeah. A uh, movie That's called so The Old Guard. Uh-huh. I don't know what that was. Never uh, watch it. Enola Holmes. Great movie, yeah. Great movie. Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. Something called Project Power, which I don't know what it is. That is, is that not with uh, Jamie Foxx? Maybe. Is that the one when he took, uh, similar to Limitless, where he takes the pill? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ar- that's one. Army of the Dead. Oh, That great. was just released. Yeah. And the Fatherhood. Zombies. Oh, Kevin Hart. So, uh, um, by the way, 99 million accounts watched at least two minutes of, of Extraction. Wow. That's over half of the people who subscribe to Netflix. Wow. Huh. Watched at least two minutes of extraction. Now, when you get down to television shows, you tell me if any of these surprise you. Uh, at number one, the want to take, take an idea? No, no, original programming. Oh, original. Yes. Sorry. Like, um, oh, oh, uh, like uh, uh, Tiger King. Incorrect. Tiger uh, King's on there season one, but it's Love way down wine? the list at like eight. Nope. Too hot to handle. Bridgerton. Oh, 
Oh, I forgot about that. And yeah. then Lupin season one is number is number two. Yeah. The Witcher is number three with Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill? Wow, yep. Okay. Sex Life is number four. Uh-huh. Stranger Things season three is in there. Okay. Money Heist is in there. Tiger King season one. Then The Queen's Gambit. Then Sweet Tooth. Then Emily in Paris. Wow. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. All so right. uh, I see you. so there you go. Those are the most popular things. Guan and over on uh, on Netflix. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, there's a new host for The Bachelor. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this? Is it Wells? Please tell me it's Wells. It's not. It's Jesse Palmer. Who's Jesse Palmer? Jesse Palmer, um, former football player, uh, ESPN analyst. He was The Bachelor in 2004. Oh, God. If you remember Jesse Palmer, he's been a part of uh, the ABC network sort of family for a very oh, long time. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do know him and I like him. Yeah. So he said this, his quote is, for more than 20 years, The Bachelor has brought the world dozens of unforgettable love stories, including at one time my own. Falling in love is one of life's greatest gifts. Am I humbled by the opportunity to return to the show as host this season to offer the newest Bachelor advice gained from firsthand experience? And I am great to play a small part in his journey. Hey. hey. Yes, no, I do recognize him. I've seen him on like Good Morning America and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I so. don't know how people feel about this because I think that they were really liking uh, Caitlin and uh, uh, Tasha. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I They made it very Why clear. Why can't they do they, both? Why can't they have... They may. They may be the sort of consultants yeah. still. Yeah, because I think the, uh, the women in the house yeah. like that. Um, that support sure. coming from Tasha and Caitlin, right? Sure, yeah. I think but, you knew both. But uh, there you go. Jesse Palmer is the uh, the new host of Bachelor Nation. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Daniel Craig, the uh, premiere of uh, No Time to Die was at Royal Albert Hall last night in London. Daniel Craig doing a ton of interviews. Uh, this is good. This is uh, what Daniel Craig sort of would have said to himself before he got into this whole world of 007. Uh, look up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I, I, th- I was thinking about this. I was thinking about who I was when I started it. And, and actually, I was kind of rather jealous of the fact that I was so naive back then um, and, and, and therefore kind of just let it happen to me. And, and, and I think that was a really good thing to be. Uh, you know, I, as I've gone on, I've learned more and I kind of I'm more involved and there's more pressure and there's more things going on. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything I could have said to myself back then that would have changed anything because I got a nice piece of advice from Piers Brosnan who just said, enjoy it, it's a ride. And he was right, it's all you can do. Cling on by your fingernails. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I don't know how I missed this from that Global Citizens Live show the other day, but Maureen just put this in there for you. I want you to hear it. Um, you know me. I think one of the greatest songs, not that I'm not even like a huge fan of the band or anything, mm. but I think one of the prettiest songs ever written was um, Fix You by Coldplay. And I don't know how I missed this, but Coldplay, um, while doing Fix You at the Global Citizen uh, Live event, brought out Billie Eilish and Phineas. Oh, really? To sing the last chorus and that sort of big part at the end. Listen to this. Please welcome Billy and Phineas. Wow, damn.
people in a crowd love singing this song. Yeah, big time. Oh, beautiful. Right? Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps already. I know. That's what this song does. But when you see, it's so funny when you see Coldplay sing this song, man. It's like people know the assignment. Like every single person in that crowd, and he sings the song real soft too. Yeah. And he is always it's... drowned out by every everybody that's there. Because it's an anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was it. pretty. But no, I got goosebumps too, man. That's crazy. Uh, and quickly, before we go, I don't Should know. If, I don't know. I know. I, I sort of need a hug right now. <laughs> don't, I don't want a hug. From, we're not hugging. More. I just said I need a hug. I don't want a hug. You know what I mean? Boy, jumped up out of that chair quick. Right. No, I don't even want an air hug. That's weird. That's not a thing. Air hugs. Um, is that like a thing from therapy? Air hugs that you learn? Like you're supposed to do those things? When they go drinking, what? people don't air hug when they go drinking. They real hug. What are you talking about? Who do you go out drinking with? Yeah. I even air hugged my neighbor yesterday. What does that mean? You air hug. Where you neighbor. sort of put your arms out and hug from a distance, and you sort of, I guess, tap their okay, back. But get from back afar. to the we do this while we drink thing. I don't understand. Oh, when you that. like meet friends or whatever, like you know, hey, air hugs. Nobody does that. <laughs> if I feel like hugging a friend, and that you I'm say it like for, that Mocha? for a drink, yeah. No, we are hugging for real. Yeah, you've no, never, you've never air hugged somebody. You've no. Never, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Air hug. Is that how you say it too? Yes, just of like that? And yes. every and everybody knows you yes. just like And do you the put thing. out your arms and tap tap. <laughs> I've never I've never air hugged before. <laughs> we'll just put your arms out. We'll do I'm not air hugging you now. Believe me, Maury, if I air hug for the first time, it is not going to be you. I'm gonna air try I, no, 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 no. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Man, I I just saw a headline from one of these articles that I just don't even want to click on. Let me read you this headline. I've not read the article, but I'm going to read you the headline. Go. Quote, the reality is we're creating God. An interview with a Silicon Valley super geek who believes we face an apocalyptic threat from AI. I'm not clicking on that article. I believe it. I'm not clicking on that article, man. I can't. I you can't. see what Boston Dynamics is doing with them robots that they're building, oh, right? Oh, I know. I think that's what this is all about, too. Is there the robots create, that are is there, doing the parkour and like yeah, shooting hoops. They're and, creating things that learn from us and they learn faster than children and they learn faster better. than computers and they learn faster. They're, they're also machines that yeah, can crush us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that is that. Um, that's a terrifying headline, but I won't get into that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, LeBron James says that uh, he is now vaccinated fully against COVID-19, and he admits that it was uh, initially, he was initially very skeptical, saying, but after doing my research and things of that nature, I feel like it was it was best suited for not only me, but my family and friends. That's why I decided to do it. And at uh, Media Day yesterday, he also put his arms, those big hands out in the air and was like, I am not telling anybody else what to do. I'm not that guy. Yeah, uh, He does not want to be an advocate. Advocate, but uh, but he did um, come clean that he has been uh, fully vaccinated as well. So there's that for LeBron. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I had no idea about this. You know, every now and then when you see it usually trending on social or somebody will make a post where different places still have these weirdo laws on the books. You know, like you'll find out some town you're still not allowed to, you know, 
walk a dog on a leash or you're not allowed. Oh, sure. Yeah, these you know, silly little rules. You're not allowed to, you know, have your grandmother in the backseat of the car, right? right? Like, there's just dumb rules, right? Grandma sits in the front. Your grandma's got to sit in the front no matter who's who you're with, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so down in Kentucky, surprise, surprise, um, when an elected official is sworn in yeah. and they take the sort of oath, making them a full-fledged public servant, they have to swear that they've never been in a duel. Like an old-ass duel? Like with swords and stuff? With a, like, back-to-back, like, back, ten paces, turn around and shoot. Oh, like a shooting duel? Yeah, like a duel. Listen to this. And I do further solemnly swear that I have not fought a duel with deadly weapons within this state nor out of it. That I have not fought a duel with deadly weapons within this state or without of it. Nor have I sent or accepted challenge to fight a duel with deadly weapons. Nor have I sent nor accepted a challenge to fight a duel with deadly weapons. So help me God. So help me God. Okay, but you can yeah. hear people there. <laughs> it's and even oh, it's him, ridiculous. And even the yes. woman reading it, uh, reading it all out, they're all like kind of giggling. Yes. They all know it's... Yes. Yes. Not only, not only do you have to... Um, like, aren't these the people that could then take that wording out of... No, that stuff's actually harder. Than, that stuff's actually harder than you think. Out of this inauguration it's, it's, or whatever, it's it not is? just one individual that has the power to do that. That's why these things stick around for as long this as they so do. Dumb. Yes, it is dumb. But my favorite is that he not only do you have to swear that you've never been in a duel, but you also have to swear that you never challenged somebody yeah. to a duel or accepted an invitation, yeah. and maybe it didn't work out. Right? Like maybe sure. the duel timing, didn't happen. Timing was off. Timing was off. Whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, I forgot. I got to go pick up my kids today. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't fight you after school because I got to take the bus. Right. <laughs> Those bus kids always got out of fights, man. You know, you can never, you, nobody could ever kick a bus kid's ass. They always had to get on that bus. It was all us walkers oh, that got no. beat up after school. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Brittany's dad is no longer her conservator. Hey, this so, is exactly what we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. For so years. this is, is sort of like the first big step. There's still one more after this. Mm. So yesterday in court, it was made official that uh, Brittany's dad, Jamie, will no longer be her conservator after 13 years of overseeing everything in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a judge has named uh, CPA John Zabel to oversee Brittany's finances temporarily. This according to BuzzFeed. Um, and next up will be November 12th which is when they are hoping to have the conservatorship completely terminated. Uh, this is Brittany's lawyer, uh, Matthew Rosengard, out in front of court yesterday. Mr. Spears himself in his last filing said not once or twice, but three times that no mental evaluation was necessary. Brittany doesn't believe a mental evaluation is necessary, and I certainly don't. So that's telling so you believe on November 12th, that could be a date for termination without any further orders along That's those lines? That's the open expectation, Thank correct. So what today was about was suspending Jamie Spears, receiving the files, receiving the communication between Brittany's, excuse me, between Jamie Spears and his representatives, and we succeeded in every regard on all of those fronts. So Jamie Spears will now have to hand over all files related to Britney's conservatorship over the past 13 years. Uh, Britney's fiance, Sam Asghari, um, simply posted on Instagram, free Britney, congratulations. Wait, so they're not going to appoint a new conservator, are they? Right now. Or is Britney going to actually be free where she is in charge of her own life, her own money, her own empire? If So that we won't find that out until November 12th. 
Gotcha. Right? Because right now, her father was removed as her conservator, but the conservatorship is still in place. Mm. So what they've also, done— Also, November 12th is when we so find out— November 12th— All of that is exactly. completely gone. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So November okay, okay. 12th is the uh, is the date. My God, what a, if, if this isn't a an ad for what a good lawyer can do, Brittany's had a court-appointed attorney because she wasn't allowed to pick her own lawyer for 13 years. Wow. Right? She was finally able to hire her own lawyer. Mm-hmm. And within what, three months? Yeah. Done and done. Done and done. Almost done. Right? But process moved along. Yeah. Hell of a lot faster. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Vanilla Ice has teamed up with Samsung. For what? So Samsung is. Um, like a new phone uh, or something? No, I guess they're trying to clean up its brand a little bit with a more environmentally sustainable uh, refrigerator. Oh. And <laughs> okay. so they've created this new fridge and it's all customizable with like all sorts of different panels and stuff you can put on the front. And I guess power wise, it's more environmentally friendly. And yeah. so they partnered with uh, Vanilla Ice to redo Ice Ice Baby uh, for a new track called Reduce Your Ice Ice Baby. Long-term solution. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Energy efficiency daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I now know. Turn down the freeze and I'll glow. Just one degree, I raise a temp like a vandal. Climate friendly, wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Okay, Get that money, Vanilla. Get, get that money, Vanilla get Ice. Get that money. I'm not mad at it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. A Netflix exec named uh, Ted Sarandos uh, was at a conference yesterday called Code Conference in Beverly Hills where he was talking about the spinoffs that they have planned for Stranger Things. And oh, one really? of those spinoffs could be Millie Bobby Brown getting her own show. What? Like that character getting her, so spinning Eleven off from Stranger Things. Like, I wonder if it's going to be beyond what we've, what we're going to get in season four. Like, will season four be it for the main kids, and then maybe Eleven gets her own series? I'm going to throw something out there that's a little controversial, which is that season in whatever the next season is. Four, yeah. All new kids. Wait, what? No. All new kids. It needs all new kids. All new kids, all new mystery, all new everything. But they've They're already d- had... No, season four, so you yeah. need beyond this. Beyond this. Oh, okay, gotcha. Beyond gotcha. this. Okay. Beyond this. Stranger Things needs to be all new kids. Huh. It takes needs to take place maybe early 90s, right? You get that whole kind of thing. There's still no internet yet. Um, you spin off Eleven, give her her own show, so mm-hmm. you're still sort of grounded in that original Stranger Things. Uh, I think this one... Oh, no, this one... Maybe, oh, no, I think this next one is, like, late 90s. Yeah. Or, sorry, late 80s, I think. Because do you remember they tried to build this new, they tried to expand the universe in Stranger Things where they did that one season where they split uh, Eleven away from the group and then she oh, went and met worse. other people who were just like her. Yeah, and the then And then the following season, that was just never referenced because yeah. it was a huge mistake. Big time. That's what I fear is going to happen with all of these spinoffs is that gotcha. you make the world too big, you need to make the world smaller again. You need to get a new group of kids, bring those kids together, give them some sort of mystery, and then mm. give Eleven her own show. Mm. Stranger, smaller things. <laughs> 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I want to get to... Hold on here. There's so much guanin, man. Oh, so this uh, Ellen Pompeo. I had a big conversation with a fan of the show yesterday on... Instagram about Grey's Anatomy. I talked oh, a lot yeah? about Grey's Anatomy yesterday. Wow, yeah, okay. yeah. I think what was her name Chrissy something. She had lots of thoughts on Grey's Anatomy because neither of us liked this past season, mm. the COVID season. It was just a huge mistake. And then now the now word is that this upcoming season of Grey's is most likely going to be the last season of Grey's. Really? Yeah, but, but they uh, haven't, just in the direction that nothing the, official. The story's going. And, and I think, think? that and, and I think just based on also Ellen Pompeo's contract because Shonda Rhimes had said forever that with no Meredith Grey there is no Grey's Anatomy, uh-huh. right? So and I think that the way that Ellen Pompeo's contract works is I think that this may be her last. Uh, but she's got a podcast. Ellen Pompeo and um, she talked on her podcast about this huge fight that she got into with Denzel Washington what? on set of Grey's Anatomy so Debbie Allen I guess was starting to lose interest in Grey's Anatomy and then they brought in Denzel Washington to sort of you know, spice up the day a little bit and let him direct an episode uh-huh. and so one of the things that she says on the podcast so uh, Denzel directed uh, it was season 12 episode 9 called The Sound of Silence and on the podcast um uh, Ellen Pompeo says, referring to Denzel as a superstar, she said, superstars are superstars for a reason. There's just an energy and vibration that they give off that makes them super charismatic. Patrick Dempsey has it. Obama has it. And anyone that I've ever met like that, it's like crazy charismatic. Uh, and Denzel has it in spades for sure. But Denzel is a movie star. He doesn't know ish about directing television so he didn't even know anything about Grey's Anatomy because Denzel doesn't watch television it was Denzel's wife who was a fan of Grey's Anatomy and that's why he took the job so listen to the rest of this story uh, that Ellen Pompeo tells on the podcast one of the scenes at the end of the episode and I have to go apologize to this man who beat me up right and so Meredith was really hesitant and reluctant, right? Like my jaw was broken and I, I couldn't bring myself to go hear the apology from this character. So I get pushed up in the wheelchair and he's in a chair. He apologized to me, but he was doing it really softly. He made this choice to speak very softly. And I yelled at him and I was like, look at me. When you apologize, look at me. And that wasn't in the dialogue. And Denzel went ham on my ass. He was like, I'm the director. Don't you tell him what to do. And I was like, listen, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling? Like, you barely know where the bathroom is. And like, you know, I have the utmost respect for him as an actor, as a director, as everything. But like, yo, we went at it one day. And then his wife came to set to visit. And I was like, I was not talking to him. I was mad at him. And I told his wife, I was like, yeah, he yelled at me today. <laughs> yo, 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 the great Denzel. <laughs> she I guess did. unless you're Ellen Pompeo. She did. She did. Damn. Isn't that great? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A Danish artist was given $84,000 by a museum to use in a work of art. Now, when he delivered the pieces back to the museum, it was not as promised. So what they wanted him to do was create two of his previous works that he had done in 2010, uh, which in the pieces used actual amounts of cash 
um, to average out the incomes of two different countries according to um, what people make and 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 uh, what's quality of life when it comes to money. So he created years ago these two pieces of work that had actual money in the pieces of art to sort of say this is country A, this is country B. One was a giant canvas, one was a small canvas. Okay. Okay. So again... They wanted him to recreate these. So this museum gave this artist $84,000 when he delivered the pieces that he was supposed to make. Mm-hmm. What he did, the artist, a guy named Jens Hanning, he gave the Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark, two blank canvases with okay. nothing on them. And the piece that he delivered was simply called Take the Money and Run. Oh, <laughs> boss move. <laughs> Yo, he dipped. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. They, mm, mm, mm. they also that said that is art. The museum also said that they do have a contract uh, that the eighty-four thousand dollars was supposed to be used in the art pieces and then delivered back to the museum after its run in January. Oh no! So, yeah. So you should see the picture. It's literally two blank canvases that he did nothing to, and just delivered that and called it "Take the Money and Run." That's when you wait. I guess that's his submit new your assignment on, on the very uh, at the last minute. <laughs> right, sitting in the car <laughs> with a sharpie. My God, I can't believe he did that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you have to hear this Mayim Bialik story. So Mayim Bialik, um, years ago in the late 90s, real good friends with Neil Patrick Harris. And Mayim Bialik, much like myself, not a fan of musical theater. Right. And she went to see Rent on the invitation from her good friend, Neil Patrick Harris. And this night at the theater to see Rent is what ruined Mayim Bialik and Neil Patrick Harris's friendship because when it came time for the standing ovation, she didn't stand. <laughs> Very bad story about a musical. I saw Rent. I was friends with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. This is a terrible story. <laughs> Go on. I was a teenager and I did not, I, I, it wasn't my thing. Sure. But when your friend is in the play, yeah, and then everybody's clapping at the end, and you say to your, your boyfriend next to you, I don't want to stand for this, and then oh, you look up and up Neil Patrick it. Harris is looking right at you, it's a bad day. Hang on, so everyone was stood up. And Standing you did- ovation, because everybody loves Rent, and Neil Patrick Harris was in it. It was like, we were teenagers, it was like right after he finished Doogie Howser, and... Neil was fantastic. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. But I just wasn't into like the let's give a standing up. I, I wasn't. It wasn't my thing. That's the time when you don't say it out loud, <laughs> because Neil was reading my lips. And when I went backstage to no, say hi no. to him, he said we were friends at the time. <laughs> at the time, he said, "I kid you not. Why did you say you weren't going to stand up?" Oh. <laughs> he read my lips. That's a very fair question. I did not have a good answer. No. It was many years ago. We didn't speak for a long time. I mean, oh, I, no. I hate musical theater, right? But I'm but not also go- being polite. But, but I'm not going to protest the standing ovation. Like, I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if That's everybody you, around you stands, you got to stand. Also, it's your friend on stage. I know. Right? Performed his heart out the whole night. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. All right, got a ton of questions to get through today. Hello, Macy. Welcome to the Roz and Show podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, where do you listen to the show from? Oh, I'm, I'm at Belleville right now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so what is your question? How long should you wait before you are more serious in a relationship, I guess? Like until you tell somebody that you love them? Yeah. 
I guess. Are you thinking that you might be at that point or has somebody said that to um, you recently? No. Um, I've just got out of a 15-year relationship. Oh, Ooh. wow. Damn. So. <laughs> what happened? Um, How did it end? Why did it end? Oh, well, we were high school sweethearts. So we we just grew apart. It was rocky at the end. But How we're long? really we're really close still. Like, we're best friends still. But, um he's getting more serious into relationship quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just like, I've never been in another adult relationship in my life because I've been with this one guy forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, is that normal? Or <laughs> Like is what normal? The fact that you're scared or the fact that he's moved on so quickly? Like the, I don't know, just curious more. So are you, so when you ask this question, like what is the, because let me read, I want to read what, what originally you had, you had written just so I don't get it wrong. You said, when is the normal amount of time to be in a relationship before saying you love them or get more serious? Is this because you look at your ex who has so quickly um, moved on and it worries you or you feel bad about it or you wind up questioning whether the love that you guys had was real? Um, I'm just more worried. Worried worried about what, though? What are you worried about? Like more him getting hurt, like moving on too quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, like more I'm, for, I'm for more... him. So it's not about you, not about you. No, it's you. about him. Well, it gotcha. is. Yeah. Like, I, I'm looking at it, like, as a friend for him, but also, like, is that normal in an adult relationship to move on, like, in a month? Nothing is normal in an adult relationship. <laughs> uh, but I, I, will say, I, will, I will say this. You guys were together for how many years? 15, 15. she said. 15 years. And you've been apart for how long now? Well, uh, two months. Ooh. But we still live in the same house because we're trying to sell our house, so oh, it's a little man. awkward. Oh, so hold on here. So, so, so is he bringing this his new girlfriend? I guess the, it's his girlfriend. Is he bringing her home uh, to where you guys live currently, or is he just always going there, like to her place? Well, because we have a son, so we're doing 50-50 custody at the moment. Yep. So when it's his time off, he's, like, out of the house. Mm-hmm. But he wants me to meet her so he can have her around our son okay hold on he's only how long has he been with this woman for two months maybe yeah are you are you you're starting to think that this might have been going on for the whole lot longer than two months though huh oh no are you sure no, no. yeah 100 okay so so wait he so where did he meet this woman then um like Bumble? He, he's known her for a while or this is oh it's a it's an online thing yeah okay I, I here's why here's what i question that he was in a relationship he's got a kid he was in a relationship um right away and uh-huh. you, you guys break up, and he immediately downloads Bumble, right? Yeah. Uh, he immediately finds some finds somebody, and he found he found somebody so fast who is totally fine with the fact that he is still living with his ex, that he has a kid, and he's already at the point now where he wants you to meet this new woman to approve the fact that he can then bring her around the kid. Yeah, because they already said the I love you part. They've already said the I love you part. They wow. said they ain't going to last, sweetheart. <laughs> um, that relationship's not going to work at oh, all. But I, I will say this, though. Uh, you're, are you guys still technically married? Or have you filed for divorce? We're technically married. We're just separated. Are you going to file for like, divorce? We're not, we're not even legally separated yet. Are you going to file oh, for divorce? Um, maybe yeah, in a year. Yeah. Um, I, okay, because you think they're going to get back together? No, I think that I, I just oh, want, no. I, I want to, I want, I, want I, I think that what this comes down to and what I really want to say to you is that, um, yeah, you guys have a, a kid in common and you have to, you know, both agree that you will do everything in your power to not screw up that kid. But other than that, 
your ex is not your problem. Yeah. Don't worry. Sure. Don't you shouldn't be sitting here stressing over his, you know, jumping into a relationship. You shouldn't be stressing over that stuff. You should take care of you and you should take care of that kid. He's not he is not your problem anymore. Yeah, for sure. And I'm 100% agreeing with you. It's just more is this person well, cuz it was a weird beginning of the relationship, so I was been questioning it because mm. it got a little uh attached a little quickly like first date first time being together was wow, like i'm it's new yeah right <laughs> so i'm like is this person okay like i know like she has a kid and she has a good job i guess that's like i'm just i guess i'm more mother bearing it yeah yeah well because tell, tell no one's him. been around my kid other than me <laughs> tell him that yeah. tell tell your tell he tell, should tell know that, that yeah and you're allowed to have those feelings absolutely. too right absolutely yeah, yeah yeah um but i think yeah. to answer your question uh you know, what's a normal amount of time? I guess it depends on the individuals involved and their situation. I think I was, it varies. I was yeah. going to say exactly two months, and your ex is doing everything <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a jerk. <laughs> Thank you, Macy. Thanks. Can you ask a question? Uh-oh. Yeah, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite, Macy? Roz. Nice. I love him oh, so much. I love you, too. Oh, look at that. You've only been on the phone with us for six and a half minutes. Oh, I listen to you guys all the time. Like, you guys are my favorite time of day. And, um, yeah, you guys helped me get through the separation a lot easier. girl. Yeah. Um, But, like, no, I freaking love Ross. He's, like, at the top of my hot celebrity list. So, Mm. Girl. (laughs) I just Girl. love him. So Ross, she's yeah. single. Well, she's you know, t- technically, <laughs> uh, technically, I mean, like, you know, the, the husband still lives. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. I will always take that win. So weird. Uh, it would be so weird, right? You know what I mean? Well, and I'm such an honest guy. I'd have to tell Catherine about it too. And then, like, well, it would just be. Uh, it would Going be to Macy's house today. No, it would be super weird. Uh, uh, thank you so much for calling in. And thank you so much for being honest with us. It's great. Okay, thank you. Okay. Have a good day. Yep. Bye. Bye, love. Uh, Sam Morgan says here, is there a story behind Damn It Maury and Damn It Matthews' Damn It nicknames? I'm a new listener. So, Sam, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. We've been uh, doing the show now for just over 12 years. Mm-hmm. We celebrated our, our 12-year anniversary at the end of August. So, um, Damn It Maury has been with us for 10 of those 12 years. And six mm-hmm. months. Uh, and six months. That's right. Uh, Maury has uh, Maury's been working in radio for I don't even know how long. Twenty six years. Twenty six years. He says. Um, and you've had sort of different nicknames throughout your yeah. time I, in in radio, like Pee Wee Sherman. Pee Wee Sherman, um, because Maury's last name is Sherman, mm-hmm. right? So one guy he worked with called him Pee Wee Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee Sherman. How yeah. did you feel about Pee Wee Sherman? Hey, I didn't mind. It was. You, I you thought it was mind. funny. You didn't mind it. And what yeah. was the what was the other one? Planet Maury. Planet Maury. Yeah. And who gave, why? Who why? gave you Planet Maury? Is, or you named yourself? I, that? I gave myself. That was my website at the time, and it just they liked it, so they were like, "Hey, we should just." Call you that? Why Planet Maury though? Because what, the world revolves around you. Oh, oh, so wait a second. Wait a second. The world revolves around you, so you called yourself Planet Maury. No, I already did, but they wanted to do it because. No, no, no. I just mean no, no. I mean your logic behind this. Well, my logic was just because it was a website and it's around the world, so I thought Planet Maury because you could see it globally. Okay, hold on here. But you decided to name yourself Planet Maury because why? Well, they said because the world revolves around you. Okay. That website doesn't exist anymore. But no, like, I know because I stopped the paying for it. The world revolves around you. So, like, what planet would you 
I don't understand the like I'm my own planet and everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm just trying to think of like you would be the sun then, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hot. Right. Sunny. I would have just gone with Sunny then. <laughs> that's what you want to do. Makes 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 a whole lot more sense than uh, uh, than Planet Mori. And then so damn it, Mori happened um, because. Uh, you like a nickname, right? Like you... I'm from the old radio days where everybody has to have a thing. Right. Everybody has to have a thing. And I, we knew that Maury liked that, uh, like that. And then um, there was... No, it wasn't sort of like intentional of what he was going to be called. But originally what happened was is that whenever Maury would say something, do something multiple times in a meeting... Um, inevitably, somebody would look over at Maury, and the reaction would be... Damn it, Maury. Well, Actually, no. Originally, it was yeah. like, Maury. Right. And then, but we couldn't call him Maury on the show, right? <laughs> so so it became, damn it, Maury. Yeah. And, uh, and then it, it started to work, and it was like catching on, and people would always call in and be like, ah, oh, damn it, Maury. And then it really kicked into high gear and became an actual thing when uh, Maury Charlie met Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And then Charlie Sheen was like, oh, damn it, Maury, damn it. Uh, right? And he was like <laughs> super into the name. And Charlie Sheen's love for the name, damn it, Maury, is really what kind of made it legendary. Right? And then just by association, Matthew, yes. we just started calling him Damn It Matthew. And then they became the Dammits. And then they became the Dammits. And my dad yeah. Mo- Mocha, loved- was, Mocha was like, I love the Dammits. And then everybody who was a fan of the show was like, more with the Dammits. <laughs> and, and, and Maury, and your father is on Instagram. Instagram and he's uh, Dammit. Damn it, dad. Damn it, dad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. So that's the story. Uh, that's the story behind that. Uh, Katie says here, what is something you would do with your friends that you wouldn't do with your spouse? What is something that I would do with my friends that I wouldn't do with my spouse? Oh, go to like a wrestling event. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jenna wouldn't care for that. No. I was going to say strip or- club. Um, yeah, that, I'm sure. But you wouldn't go to a strip club, Maury, would you? Like, if, if uh, friends were like, we're going, I'd be like, okay, cool. Because if I brought Matthew, it wouldn't be as fun. Oh, we took Matthew to a strip club one time. Oh, my God. It was a... <laughs> It drama. was. It was. He the was a drama worst. queen. Huh? The story, Mocha. It was the yeah, worst night. So Catherine, for my birthday <laughs> one year, rented a bus, uh-huh. right, like a party bus, um, for me and a bunch of dudes. You were invited, but you couldn't come. No, right? I had a family. You thing. had a family thing. Yeah. Well, you missed out on this. So we had an extra seat. So um, we thought it would be funny to invite the Dammits. And Catherine set the whole thing up. So we were going to go to Niagara Falls. We were going to gamble. Um, we were all going to go to uh, the for steak dinner and then we were going to go to a strip joint right everybody was sort of on board and into it and we (laughs) went and matthew just was not loving life at all right (laughs) and the whole time maury is there wishing Catherine didn't invite matthew right (laughs) because he would have had such a better time and then we went to the strip club matthew was horrified really like angry angry visibly furious did he say anything to anybody yes yeah yeah just to you to everyone anyone who would listen yeah yeah yeah. no he was just like he was so angry that nobody wanted like nobody could have fun because matthew was so angry really yeah and then somebody said something about like a dancer came over a dancer put her 
a handkerchief on his lap. Right. And sat on his lap. And he was right. just like, oh, that's right. He was disgusted. Oh, oh. He was like, this woman is the same age as my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Matthew did not have. Did and he not. stormed wow. out to the bus. He stormed. Yeah, he stormed what? out of the strip joint. Yes. No. Yes. And he waited on the bus by himself yeah, until yeah. you guys got on? Yeah. Like, it was not cool. Like, I tried recording was... him for the show. Yeah, it was so not cool what, at all. What happened on the the bus ride back home? I like just at the end of I, the night? I ignore. I mean, I, I knew like I and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't understand why he was, but I, I just think that like for he was just visit. I understand you not wanting to do something, and that's fine, right? Uh-huh. But he was angry at everybody, right? Really? Like he just was, thought, how could you? Be at this. Yeah, he was oh. so angry at all of us, right? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my but, uh, God. but I would and, say, and you'd agree, yeah. if I was alone, I would be the life of the party. I would have been broke buying Maury dances, right? I would have gone broke because Maury just would have the time of his life, yeah. right? He would have had so much fun. Oh my God. And that I was one go. night I know because really, how often do I invite Maury to come out and party with yeah. me? Right? Once, never. Like once, right? <laughs> like once. And the one and time. The one time. It was the worst. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I honestly know I would have had the time of my life. You would have had the time of I would have been so drunk. You yes. guys should do Naked. Uh, a, a yes. do-over. Amazing. Yes. A do-over yeah. this weekend. No, man. No, you can't do that. I would say one is the one thing you 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 do with friends, but you can't do with your, uh, with your spouse. I would like, uh, I don't think I would ever go to, for wings with Catherine because no. she just doesn't eat that oh, stuff. Yeah, I guess, right. Sure. Like she's not a, she's not a wing person. Um, smoke weed. I no, I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. Catherine takes gummies though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. weed, like she loves them. CBD. Yeah. I don't know what That's the hell different. they are. CBD is for like stress or anxiety. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what she does. She has things in her night's stand. Every now and then I wake up middle of the night because I hear the foil on the back of the pack opening. Oh, yeah. And she's just doing, I don't know what she's doing. I over use CBD there. cream on my feet. Stuff like that. Yeah. I use weed cream on my feet. Really? What yeah. happens? And you feel relaxed? Well, it's to take away all of the, like the, the crustiness and the cracking. Ugh, right. Gross. In your personality or in, <laughs> in the feet? Oh, I got you. You should rub it on your personality, <laughs> yeah, you bro. Should. <laughs> should swallow it. It probably says somewhere on there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dallas Singh says here, when you sous vide a steak, yep. when do you season it? Before you put it in the sous vide or before you put it in the pan? Mm, I, I'm not big on, I, I'm not big on when it comes to steak. I don't throw a lot of garlic and herbs and all that stuff in the sous vide bag just because I don't like that flavor on my steak, mm-hmm. right? So I don't sous vide, I don't um, season my steak with, with anything else. Um, sometimes I don't even put salt on it before it goes in the sous vide. Sometimes really? I wait. Yeah, because um, what I've been doing lately um, is when the steak comes out of the sous vide, what I then do is I dry it off with a paper towel. Then I leave it on a paper towel and I salt both sides, Mm -hmm. flip it, flip it, salt it. Right. And then I leave it there for like 20 minutes. And what happens is the salt draws out all that moisture. Then I bat it down with another paper towel again. Then I throw more salt on it and I let it sit there for another 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Right. Um, And then when the, or or in the fridge, whatever it is. And then, so that salt draws out all that moisture. And then when I eventually salt it again and throw a little oil on it and into a pan, it becomes so crispy on the outside. Mm. It's like the best it's almost like crackle like bacon bit crackles on the outside when you take all that moisture out because the problem with with um with steaks and and sous vide is that if you take it out of the sous vide too soon and then you put it into a pan or on the barbecue there's so much moisture in there and if and 
Um, if it's wet, it won't brown. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. So if it's wet, it won't brown. So before you brown it, you have to make sure that that outside is nice and dry and whatever fat's on there sure. is nice and dry and then that'll like throw up flames and everything else. But I rarely do. I don't do you. Oh, do you, I was going to say I'm you? the opposite. I put uh salt, pepper, garlic and butter yeah into the sous vide bag. Right. And then once it's done, uh, pat it dry, and then I kill it with more salt and pepper. Yeah. Leave it for a bit before I finish it off in a pan. Mm, yeah. See, there you go. So there's two different ways to do it, but I, either way, like coming out of the sous vide, if you if you if you're doing it to the right time and temp, like it's going to be perfectly cooked anyway. Yeah. So however you choose to finish it off, like I like a thick like crust on the outside of a steak and then like rare in the middle like that's how i like mm. that's how i like a steak um but you really can't screw it up and the best thing about it is just try different things like just totally. buy buy a cheap steak because even cheap steaks taste great coming out of the sous vide just buy a super cheap steak and throw some stuff in it and if you like it you like it if you don't you don't uh manjat says here what do you do on weekends when the weather is not nice outside hmm. uh, i guess it depends like if you yeah. Like if it's raining outside or if it's like in the wintertime, there's too much snow. Yeah. Well, no, no, but you'd be inside watching Netflix or Amazon. I don't know. For us, I mean, Fred cruises for us. He just terrorizes the house. Like we just play with literally every single one of his toys. Right. And it's also the time when we have, uh, we do a lot of painting. We have like a giant like roll of that brown like paper. Yeah. And we just lay that out on the floor and tape it down, and mm -hmm. then just get a whole bunch of paint, and he puts on his little smock, and then we just go nuts painting. So what do you do, though? Like, let's let's not say, uh, uh, in the hours where you're not entertaining or keeping crews occupied or mm -hmm. all that other stuff, like, what do you do on a day where you can't go outside um, and, and putter around in this kind I of will stuff? sit on my phone, or yeah. I'll go sit on the laptop and just, like, watch a ton of YouTube videos, yeah. or I will go and uh, <laughs> I'll go and clean the garage. Right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Boring. I like yeah. that. Uh, or I'll go in the, um, we have like a little work shed. So yeah. I'll go in there and just like organize tools and stuff. Yeah. And clean up. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maury? Maury? No, if there's like, I love when it's like nutty, like crappy outside because then I can just lie on the couch and watch shows. I love Wait, doing that. You guys sleep till two on a Saturday or anyway I'll go read, though, right? Like read more of my book but or something. But you do all that during the day now anyway. I, and I love doing it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what yeah, a life. Yeah, that's what makes you you, huh? Um, yeah, no, I I don't really do uh, I don't do much. Like I my life when it's nice out and not nice out. Like if I'm if it's nice out, like I'll still sort of like I I can be on my computer or I can be um, you know, cooking, but I think that when it's the weather's not nice, I cook more, mm. right? Like I plan on making things that take all day like if i know the weather's going to be crap i just if, if i was thinking of you know just making something that was you know going to take an hour or whatever it was if the weather's crap i'll make something that's going to take me all day Ooh, like nice. i'll make i'll make like a sauce or I'll, I'll make something that's like five steps or whatever um just because i like being in the kitchen right and i like when it's cold outside or snowy outside i like really delicious food smells in mm. the house all day it's so my favorite time so, of year when you start cooking soups yeah yeah i mean i make soup all the time but like Catherine will throw in like an apple crumble in the morning or, oh you know, my God. and so you have that you smell, smell that in yeah. the house? So, you, so you have that smell mm. and then I'll do something, you know, later on in the afternoon and through the evening. But cooking is my cooking is my thing. So I'd say that I just cook more when the weather's not oh, great. Boiling apple cider on the top stovetop. Yeah. Yeah. We've never done that. 
Just normal apple cider, but then you put in a tea bag some of the uh, mulling spices, and then it makes it uh, really nice. Hmm. And it's for drinking or just to smell the house? No, it's a drink, oh, but oh. it smells amazing. <laughs> oh. No, because, you know, sometimes people will, like, cut a lemon a and, like, put it, in, yeah, and yeah. put it in, like, a, like yeah. water or whatever and leave it, like, on the counter yeah. so the house smells up. Yeah. Uh, Prachi says here, reading the book before watching the movie adaptation or reading the book after watching the movie adaptation. <laughs> Neither. Just watch the movie. Oh, after. A thousand percent. Always. I only yeah? watch the movie. Same. I only watch the movie. <laughs> I only watch the movie. I can't remember the last time I read. I'm pretty sure I talked about this before, but yeah. I can't remember the last time I read a full, full book. No, no, me neither. Yeah. Oh, I loved. In fact, when I watched the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is my favorite movie. Yes. Um, I then read the book and the book was even better. Wow, really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Maury's a big reader, though. Oh, and then I, yeah, I screwed up. So I, so the the movie Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. is made by the same guy that did Perks of Being Wallflower, Stephen Kapolsky. Yeah. And I told him, I, like, gushed on the red carpet to him, and I said, like, you know, sorry, but, like, you, like, made the best movie of all time, blah, blah. And he was like, do you have your book here? I'll sign it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't bring my book. He's right. like, well, text your husband, mm-hmm. have him bring it over. Oh, no. And I'm like, in my mind going, you can't do that. But it's killing me. He's like, you're like teasing me because I can't do that. But it's like, and now I, I could have had the book sign. I don't know what to do. Why don't you hit him up on social? He, I've DM'd. He doesn't check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's the book that you're reading right now? The, oh, I'm reading another like a uh, 2,000 page Andy Warhol book right now. 2,000? How many Andy Warhol yeah. books have you read? How like how much oh. more stuff to learn about this I guy? I have four more Andy Warhol books to go after this Seriously. one. Seriously. Wow. Like I I'll and read are you every learning... uh, my goal is to read every book on him published even if it's the same story over and over again. Are you learning new things about him wow. with each of these books or Absolutely. it's like pretty I much learned, the same thing? I learned what cologne he wears and then I went and bought a $3 sample of it. Wow. <laughs> 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 if you want to know job. it's Oh Sauvage by oh. Dior. Oh, there you go. Oh, Sauvage. Uh, hit us up on uh, on Instagram @kiss925. This is where we get the questions from uh, you know, the questions that you're asking here and uh, we'll get one of you to ask your phone to the room on the phone. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.